Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. Are you ready to go GMCC Racing? Fans running to the fences, side by side. Borch gets a better line. Oh boy, we got wheel to wheel right here. String. Oh, and Stu Baylor right behind him. Russell going to try to dive bomb down. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always, wait a second, where's Brandon? I don't see him. He'll be here in just a few minutes, guys, don't worry. But in the meanwhile, we have a very special guest in studio, the one, the only, the myth, the legend, Doug Keurig. Doug, what is going on, man? Not much. Uh, Just getting put on a pedestal and hoping that I can live up to all these, uh, these cool cool names that you're calling me <laughs> do you like how i actually pronounced your name right i know i wasn't ready for it, <laughs> it threw, me threw you a little bit off threw you a little bit off hey guys we're starting the show uh right now brandon is on his way he just finished up with his son's football practice so don't worry brandon will be here but we wanted to kind of keep it to the time uh especially since we've been creeping later and later into the evening i see uh doug's eyes are getting a little tired already but yeah. I'm but, an old man. But, but he just, he drove, listen guys, Doug drove five hours to be here tonight live on the show. And we have a absolute barn burner show for you guys tonight. We have Craig DeLong fresh off of the ISDE. Uh, he is back in the States. He's going to talk to us a little bit about that, a little bit about his GNCC racing season. We got Josh Merritt coming on the line. And we're going to be talking bench racing with one of the ultimate bench racers in the business, Doug. We are ready for it. Are you ready for this? Uh, we'll see. It's been a long time in the making getting you here and getting you in the studio. Uh, we went out. We had a big dinner just a little bit ago. We've been just chilling on the back patio. And now we're ready. Now we're ready for the show. I'm we, ready. We've already been talking for two oh, yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. And it's now now we're ready for talk. the comment section, though. Yeah, and I know. I know. So you guys, listen, you guys in the comment section tonight, you have to make up for the lack of Doug <laughs> being in the comment section. So you guys got to keep the comment section rolling. Keep it flowing. Let's go. Doug's in the building, and we're going to start the show. This is episode 88. Uh, before we get too far into the show, we got to thank our awesome sponsors. First and foremost, we got to thank Guts Racing, Andy Gregg, and the boys over at Guts have been in the business of having the best seat covers, the best seat foams for over 20 years. Since 1985, they've been cutting the best seat foams and having the the best seat covers in the business. Um, If you don't trust people like me, Trust people like Craig DeLong. He'll tell you how great those seat covers are. And uh, you guys can have an opportunity to win another one. We gave one away last week, but you'll have another opportunity to win another one here in the near future on the fantasy game. If you guys aren't playing the split line off-road fantasy, make sure you do that. You don't need to play all season long to win some cool prizes. We give cool prizes away each and every week. You can jump in right now and play. It's a good time. Doug, have you been having fun with fantasy this year? I love it. Yeah, it's fun. 
It's fun. So we uh, we got to keep that rolling. It's been a, a long 12-week break since the last round, but we got to get back into it and keep it rolling. The uh, fantasy um, <clears throat> the fantasy. Uh, picks are already up. You guys can go pick your teams. If you guys don't know how to play, just reach out or watch the YouTube video with the instructions on how to play. Uh, we also got to thank our um, some other sponsors, uh, Seal Savers, Mason Mills, Seal Savers. Speaking of Mason, Mason killed it and beat everybody in the uh, in the uh, pro motocross uh, fantasy, the pulp fantasy. Um, he lost it in the last round of the Supercross, but he redeemed himself and killed us and kicked our butts this year. He's in the, ridiculous. In the, in the, oh, he is. I think he can predict the future, to be honest with you. <clears throat> Between him and his dad. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's not fair. They just need to post up who they're picking every week, and then yeah. I'll just copy it. And then we'll pay them for it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they they, uh, they got a good thing going over there with the picking the, uh, the motocross uh, guys for sure. But uh, I, I think I actually got him on board with playing – split line fantasy next year he said give me a fresh start and i'll be in for playing next year oh look who made it in stepping on the broom and everything (laughs) and in studio as always brain o'hare guys what's up (laughs) (laughs) what's going on man oh just football practice and i had a little uh a little bit of heat going between some football parents and nice all that stuff. Can we elaborate? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they watch the show or not. Who well, knows? <laughs> nah, nobody's watching this. Nobody show. watched the show. But uh, yeah. tell, tell us afterwards. Tell us. I'll, I will. I'll tell you. The good was it stuff. good? It was getting there. Yes, that's what I love to hear. <laughs> love to hear. What's okay, Brandon? What's worse, moto parents or football parents? They're about the same. <laughs> uh, that's any kind of athlete, know. right? Any kind of athlete. I, I guess. So here's a big difference. Uh, moto parents, at least they can separate because they're usually off from all over the country, right? Football parents, if they're arguing and they're on the same team or yeah. rival teams like where you're at, which they're very serious <laughs> about where they're very yeah. serious about their football. Oh, yeah. Um, they're serious about everything. They're probably next door neighbors as well. Yeah. Probably, most likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so so that's interesting. Yeah, it is. The sack's getting heated down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah some, some, you guys should have came to practice. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> that we'd all be late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you missed out the dinner. We had we yeah. had a split-line dinner. Mm. Some brick side. I say, you didn't even bring me like a... Man, you didn't bring me I a got steak four, sandwich? I got four wings left over. You want them? No, I'm good. You didn't bring me like one of the steak sandwiches from Brickside? Is that what you wanted? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have got you one. I'm sorry. Dag on it. <laughs> Nolan ate it. Nolan ate it. <laughs> no, Nolan with us. He, uh, um, I told some, I told Doug's about some, you know, of our pyramid brickside stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few of did, them. Did you oh, tell yeah. him about my my birthday story? I didn't tell him about that birthday story. I thought I'd let you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I got carried out of there that evening, and uh, one of our buddies were up on the was actually standing on the bar. <laughs> oh wow! Twenty <laughs> third birthday was. Cowboy hat. Yeah. Uh, so, we are actually thanking our sponsors. Okay, cool. Yeah. Seal Savers. <laughs> want to thank Seal Savers for being a part of the show. We really appreciate you guys coming on the show. If you want to protect the ultimate protection for your forks, your coils, mm-hmm. uh, ATV, dirt bike, mountain bike, UTV, we know you guys uh, need those uh, uh, those U joints on the on the UTV saving because yep. you guys are hard on them. You guys are hard on. Do you, are people out your way as bad as they are here about trashing side by sides? I'm just gonna say they can trash them all, so then they stay off the trails. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So don't 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 save those seals. Save no. all the other seals, just not <laughs> yeah. those. Yeah. But if you want to save those seals or any other seals or 
your palms. Mm -hmm. Or Brandon, I got a special gift for you. Ooh. Ooh. Seal savers, boot savers. Heck yeah. I could have used those this past weekend. So yeah, yeah, you could big mutter, yeah. And then I got a special package as well from Mason. We got the uh, coil savers. Uh, when he heard that I gave mine to Devin, he wanted to refresh and <laughs> mine up a little bit. So I appreciate that, Mason. And you guys can save 25% by using the discount code SPLITLINE, capital S. Mm -hmm. Capital S. Probably uh, into this weekend I'm going to be using that because I just trashed the ones that I had on there before. Uh, there you go. There we Time go. For a change. There we go. There we <laughs> go. Got to keep those springers nice. That's, That's right. right, man. Nice and pretty. Yeah. Nice and clean. clean. Uh, yeah, I'm more worried about the seals. Right. It's clean, clean seals are happy seals. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing makes you upset more when you go to pull the quad out and there's a big puddle of uh, oil underneath their front shocks. And you're like, yeah. Oh man. Anything. Like, I was taking <laughs> yeah. them out on your mountain bike. Too. Yeah. I might have to give me some of those. Yeah, you like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. they're nice. They're nice for sure. Now, our next sponsor, Sunstar Chain and Sprockets. Brandon, <laughs> I normally ask you right. this question. You can ask him. But I think I'm gonna kick it over. Doug, yeah. what are those things made of? Case hard and steel, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Forgot that I'd get a drop of that. Yeah. Doug, <laughs> Doug, tell us a little bit about Sunstar chain and sprockets. Uh, I mean, you can look at the XC1 row on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. uh, we're winning championships. So hey, we've stopped keeping track, to be honest with you. We've been around since 46. So right. we come on all the major Japanese manufacturers for a reason. They yeah. trust us right from the factory. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that here in a, in a here, little bit. In a little yeah, bit. I got a couple questions for him. I know, I know that <laughs> I was asking some questions during dinner tonight, uh -huh. and and just some of the like the the research and development that that he does personally mm -hmm. is awesome, and the the limits that he goes to no limits on on making sure that what is ever, whatever they are putting on these guys' bikes is going to get them to the finish line multiple multiple times right same stuff so uh if you want to save 35 percent, that is 30, pretty much like 30 i'm sorry i said 25 for seal savers and you, yeah. and you, you threw an extra five percent on the I threw an extra five percent i'm sorry 30 percent. thank you for correcting me doug if you want to so save like an extra 30 percent, <laughs> that five percent that's my that's my cut use the discount code <laughs> split line 30 like they're gonna be sad when they go actually type that into the website it's only 30 percent. maybe i should tell them 25 that way they'll be excited when they see split line 30 <laughs> oh, yeah geez. exactly exactly we also gotta thank xc gear if you want to run the Mako 360, the legendary Mako 360 on your ATV or your dirt bike. That's right. I said ATV. You need to get on the ball. The Mako 360 is the best bar clamp that you can possibly run. Uh, it's going to take a lot of the a lot of the harshness out of your steering. And Doug's shaking his head. Yes, I think he knows from experience. Yeah, I run the Hammerhead on my mountain bike, and it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, even running a full suspension mountain bike like you'd be surprised how much stuff comes through those bars yeah and it really does help a lot and you can't even tell when you're going cutting on switchbacks and stuff either it's still solid yeah until mm -hmm. it doesn't want to be so right. a lot of people in the mountain bike world worry about weight like like we're talking just minuscule Mm -hmm. uh, ounces of weight they worry about but is i mean as far as like the comfort of the ride and being able to blitz like downhill sections without yeah. arm fatigue 
I think it's well worth a couple extra ounces. Plus the weight's in the front, so gravity tells you. Like, if you were ever a Boy Scout and you did the soapbox derby, mm-hmm. stick a cinder block in the front down by your feet. I bet you you go faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna, gravity. You're, you are going to make your downhill times on Strava that much faster. Right? All these guys cheating with e-bikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll just beat them on the downhill. <laughs> so make sure you guys check out uh, XC Gear. And get on that bandwagon as well. Lance and the guys over there. Uh, Lance goes through. A ton, speaking of R and D, he goes through a ton of R and D himself. That bar clamp or that bar um, pad should be coming out soon, mm-hmm. and uh, it is going to be sweet uh, with what Lance described to us earlier. Uh, and then also make sure you guys, if you're in the West Virginia area or near the West Virginia area, make sure. You check out the Mountain State Hair Scramble Series, the best series you could ask for when it comes to preparing yourself on, on tough conditions that challenge you and uh, doing it in a family atmosphere. Right. Yeah. And if you can do a Mountain State, you can do a GNCC. Absolutely. Absolutely. There is no, uh, the, 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 there is a lot of sections of the Mountain State that are tough technical terrains and that trains you to be a better rider. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. If you can make it through it, I promise. Yep. I always thought, like when I first was running Mountain States, I was like, man, if these are this tough and this, you know, what's a GNCC like? And I'm like, I was always a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous. And I got to the GNCC and I was like, that wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, speaking of the Mountain State Hair Scrambles, I want to give a congratulations to Peyton Feathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won the bike day over at uh, the Mountain State, and uh, old man McGill took home the win in, in the ATV. He's just breaking everybody's hearts <laughs> when he shows up to the line, isn't he? Who would have guessed? <laughs> Who would have guessed it? Who would have guessed it? I think that uh, I think, I think uh, anybody could show up to a Mountain State, and, and McGill's got their number. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he knows the He train. knows these local tracks. He knows, he local knows these local tracks very well, and he's going there to get a paycheck. <laughs> so, so, Brandon, uh, what do you think? We finally got Doug in studio. We finally got Doug in. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool to have Doug in studio. We were talking before the show and everything, and uh, he was giving me some advice on how we could do some things better. And I told him, I said, we need, we need a uh, – a man behind a the director. scenes, yeah. but he said driving five hours Every per would, show would be, tough. Would, be yeah. would be a little be bit tough. tough. Yeah, I had to put a cot over there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean we can we can manage that. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing I told Doug is uh, we were just talking. Guys, listen. The, the comment section can't slow down tonight because Doug's not right. there. Control. Doug is the master of the comment <laughs> section, so make sure you guys uh, uh, don't leave a void. Right. There, there's a there's a irreplaceable object that that's not going to be in the comment section tonight. But make sure you guys keep it, it tuned for uh, <laughs> for Doug's sake. So, uh, uh, what do we want to talk about first? I'm going to talk about first. Hmm. Sunstar chain sprockets. Yeah, let's talk a little bit of that. So, Doug. I'm your guy. I guess he's the guy. He's the guy. Doug. How long have you been involved with Sunstar? Uh, since 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I started there as a sales guy, and then the old guy that does my job now went to Tucker, Rocky, uh, as the local sales guy mm-hmm. for the Ohio area. And they asked me if I wanted to move up. And <laughs> now I have a major case of the, um, what's it called when you don't really feel like you're supposed to be there, but you're there. You know, <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, imposter syndrome, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah. Imposter like, syndrome. I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this stuff. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. We're just along for the ride. Right. It's been fun. I've learned a lot. I've got to meet a lot of awesome people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, uh, even in your guys' comment section, I mean, there's guys on there that have ran Sunstar stuff for a long time and it's cool to get to talk to them. Mm-hmm. 
outside of work, like during your guys's podcast or like show up to the tracks and, and people can usually pick me out of a, right. out of a crowd probably because of this guy. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> the beard. It's a, uh, it's pretty cool. You mm-hmm. know, it's, um, it's a lot of work cause we are a small shop we only got three guys. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a small shop and, and we service all of North and South America, which is three guys. Yeah. So it's, I'm constantly running around, but it's definitely a job that's rewarding too. Cause I, understand how lucky i am that i get to literally get paid to go race every weekend yeah Yeah. it's pretty cool it is cool it is cool cool. and and you seem to like what i really enjoy about you is the fact that you seem like you really just enjoy the people and the job itself like the people make the job that much better oh for sure yeah it's uh i grew up racing i didn't grow up racing dirt bikes and four-wheelers or anything you know like we were talking about at dinner i grew up racing circle track asphalt and dirt cars and it's um i think it still holds true you know um where you're you're racing friends become your racing family pretty quick oh yeah you know especially in our little corner of southwest ohio everyone's real cool with each other like everybody that shows up to the national shows up to the locals also and we all just hang out and we get to see each other all the kids get to see each other like my kids want to have uh speaking of my kids hi austin and axel <laughs> they're probably watching right now yeah it's uh speaking of them they wanted to have their birthday at a at a racetrack this year so we're probably going to do their birthday at iron man oh, oh that's awesome nice so it's uh i wish my birthday was around iron man but it's not it was uh it's usually john penton weekend mm-hmm. so um but they wanted to do it at at a racetrack so we're going to do it at iron man with that's all their cool. race friends and sweet they're turning into where they just live for racing now. So <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, especially being in the position that I am, uh, where the kids get to, you know, meet a lot of a lot of cool people. Yeah. You know? So it's not just um, local racers and stuff like that, but we do quite a bit with like freestyle stuff, like Nitro Circus. Like they get the full broad spectrum of racing and riding and and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of people think Sunstar just does change in sprockets. And I think Cooper thought that too. <laughs> I did. I did. I'm sorry. So, oh, yeah. What else do you guys do? Uh, we do a lot of brake discs also. Um, just staying in the in the motorcycle uh, off-road world real quick. We do a lot of um, the Harley brake discs, Back, yeah. uh, Polaris brake discs. Um, and then we also have a bunch of other branches. Like Sunstar is, is massive on a world scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do dental stuff uh, with the gum dental brand. So usually if you see me like at a trade show or, or something like that, I'll have a bunch of toothbrushes <laughs> all from the gum uh, That's brand. Crazy. And then they also have the uh, the Butler dental brand. They're into health foods and health drinks and automotive stuff. Um, That's crazy. Chances are if you own a, a Honda, a Toyota, or a Subaru, our adhesives are what's holding your whole car together. Um, <laughs> nice. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. But to be honest with you, the full broad spectrum of everything that Sunstar does on a world scale is too much for me to remember. Remember, yeah, I got you, yeah. Yeah, um, so do you guys make brake pads and stuff? Uh, We have a a sister company called Braking. Okay. Um, They do all our, like our aftermarket side, they do all our aftermarket brake discs and pads and stuff like that. Um, They're on a lot of stuff. Kawasaki runs them, Team Green runs them, Star Yamaha runs them, 
it, you know, there's a bunch of, a bunch of different guys. Yeah, the breaking brand is ours also. Cool, cool. So um, another thing I kind of learned kind of into this year was different chains for different, like, different terrain, you know, like mud and sand and, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. See, I really didn't know that too much. I just threw a chain on and ran it, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so let's just say this weekend coming up, think it's going to be a little wet, you would think? What do you think? I would here? say so. It's going to be a little wet. I would say so. I mean, we've not had <clears throat> we've not had your typical August weather here in West Virginia. Right. And, and from the looks of things. We have. <laughs> you're typically that. Really? Really. That's uh, in the two seasons I've been racing, I can count on three fingers how many dry races that I've had. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Man, I mean, typically here in West Virginia, it is bone dry right now. We're begging for rain. And we've not won a day right. without rain. Yeah. So, I mean, at the very worst, you're going to have absolute perfect track conditions right. down at the Mountaineer this weekend. So, if we're, if we're looking at mud, what kind of chain would you would you recommend for this weekend? Uh, the quads, I'll always recommend an XTG. Um, that's the one that the vast majority of people uh, like. That's what the vast majority of people that are running GNCC are going to run on their quads anyway. That's what I personally run. Is that what so, the pros run? So bracing and everyone? Yeah. Okay. Um, we usually recommend that just because of how low the chain is to everything. Uh, you're going to hit rocks. It's a fact of racing a quad. Right. Um, so the XTG is a little bit stouter. We usually recommend that. On the bike side, we still have, if, if it's nice and dry, you should be able to get away with the MXR1, which is a little bit lighter weight. Um, it's non-sealed, but it's not going to last nearly as long as what like a normal sealed chain would. Uh, we had a lot of guys switch over to our EXR one, which is, uh, it's a real lightweight sealed chain. Um, and then your typical XTG, a lot of guys like that also. So, yeah. Okay. There you go, guys. If you're ever wondering, tips. If, if, if you're a little, if you're like a nerd like me, I like to learn that stuff, you know, like I never really thought about it. Like sealed, unsealed, when the run, lightweight, heavyweight, whatever. Yeah. With the sprint enduro series, I would honestly probably look at the exr1 for for what you're doing because mm -hmm. you're not gonna it, it still gets muddy but it's not like a gncc right you know where you can stop and actually clean, clean off them your off chain, mm -hmm. lube it up i would probably look at it, the exr1 yeah it'll save you a little bit of rotating mass and it's still sealed so you'll still get a decent life out of it see now brandon where you and i are opposites is you like to learn all about that <laughs> and know when to run what chain i like the fact that doug said when you asked him, what do you run on the ATV? He said, always with something. Because <laughs> I don't like to do stuff like that. I, I just want I just want to put a chain on, know that I'm going to get to the finish line and not have to worry about it. And that's one thing you don't have to worry about with Sunstar. You're not a true rider then. You've got you to know your bike. You've got to know how to treat it. No, no, no. I know how to treat it. But I think I want to know. You, you mean just don't ride it. Is that, is that, is that what... <laughs> It looks like it's been ridden. That's the important hey, thing. That's Thank probably because he hasn't washed it since the last time I drug him out. Have you washed you? Wait, time out. Who, who drug who out? Well, I mean, I mean, if I didn't show up and Devin didn't show up, you wouldn't have rode mm -hmm. at all this year. I went over there. I went over there the day before, prepped the track, sweating like crazy, cutting <laughs> cutting trails, and then he he comes over. This dirt bike guy comes over and is like. Uh, you can cut it a little taller for me. I have to bend over too much. Yeah. Uh, there's like trees <laughs> crossing, right? And they're oh, yeah. ducking on their quads, and I'm like up here on a dirt bike, like, dude, what do you what do you want me to do? Like, that's honestly, 
I, like I love muddy conditions because I'm heavier, so I get all the traction. Right. Um, but that is the worst part is when the trees get muddy and then they start hanging down and then it just hits you. Like you can't stand up, you can't sit down. You're basically doing a Superman on the seat to get <laughs> under the trees. I absolutely hate branches. Hate me. that. Just oh, smack yeah. in the face. That's, I had a nice like bruise right here <laughs> where I ducked one and I came back up to look. But it was I didn't see the second one. It whacked me right in the face. Right. I, what I hate is I didn't have goggles. What I hate is when someone else goes through and you're like, it looks clear, and then all wanted to smack <laughs> you right back in the face. You're like, son of a. <laughs> like when you're hunting with your dad and you're a little kid and he's walking through it and you're just following him yeah, and it's just, just like whack, whack, whack. Yeah. <laughs> I know all about that. <laughs> so let's jump into the bench racing section. We're gonna have uh, Craig DeLong coming up here in just a couple of minutes, but before we get him on. Did either one of you guys get to watch Paula 2? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I wrote. Did you watch it live? No. I don't watch anything. <laughs> I was racing. He was racing. <laughs> I didn't see it. He didn't no. see it. I it's... was racing, and then I ran back real quick, watched all my stuff, and then drove here. So thoughts on the championship. Is anybody surprised that Tomac took it? I mean, no. I mean, I figured he was going to. Um, I mean, he's just he's just a veteran. He's a beast. When, when he's in that mode, man, I don't – I think I'd put him up against almost anyone out there. Um, he, he's just really good. And, man, he just when, – when he gets in that beast mode, it, it, it's something – it's just something cool to watch. Yeah. it's it, I could sit there and just watch it all day. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He – I don't know if he puts the extra, like, 3 to 5% on the speed factor or the luck factor. Right. You know, <laughs> he just hangs it out there. He does. He does. And he's big and strong, so he's able to make the bike do weird things. Yeah. I've been, which I, is nice. I love watching him this year on that Yamaha because when he comes out of those turns, he just grabs a handful. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, holy crap, man. Yeah. And it's insane. Yeah. Now, I think there was so much attention between him and Sexton put on that first moto that that was the race to watch. The yeah. the second moto uh, Chase was behind and he was like he was sending it. He <laughs> had a times. lap. He had a lap uh, time two seconds faster than Tomac's fast right. lap time, mm. but that wasn't no. sustainable no. for 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 the twenty five <laughs> plus two one hundred and six degree weather. Um, you know, after that first moto, you kind of knew like nobody was going to hold. Nobody was going to hold Tomac back unless no. Tomac made a huge mistake and yeah. crashed or something. Right. So, but I tell you what, this championship was a championship for the ages. I I can't imagine um, um, the, what we just got to experience. You know, watching sometimes just hearing about it. But it was it was fun to see these guys go back and forth from the beginning to the end. I don't really ever remember a series like that. Uh, GNCC XC one quads this year. Yeah. It's yeah. been like that. It's, it's yeah. It's been like that. Yeah. Um, and then it, the other one is uh, Dalton Keys and um, what's his name? I'm pulling a blank now. Uh, it happens a lot. Trust me. No. Um, but those guys, I think they run in uh, College A. Those yeah. guys have been going back and forth. Yeah. See, right. you always love it when guys are able to, like, what I think is amazing, because you don't see it often, is somebody that gets past and is able to catch up and repass. That's mm -hmm. not something you see very often. That's such a hard thing to do. And you saw both of those guys do that multiple times this year. Mm -hmm. And I think that that right there is a sign of just like both dudes are hanging it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I feel privileged to get to watch it, uh, watch it this year. And I think that it's awesome to see Tomac go out on top 
because um, he's likely not going to be racing the uh, you know he never said he was acting like it was going to be his last, but he never really said it was. He's going Supercross only next year. There's no right. way. Sure. I, I don't because because the thing was is I think that he feels like he really had to put in the work for this championship, oh, yeah. and he did not want. He said I did not want the new generation to take me out. Oh yeah. So. I don't think he's gonna put it. Up. I don't think he's gonna put, to risk even it again. for the extra ten mil. I mean, no, 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 no. Because if you think about it, Sexton got a taste this year. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's gonna put in the work. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I would not be surprised if he doesn't go super hard in in Supercross. Um, and and he does go after the outdoor title next year. Um, right. He was extremely fast all year. Yeah. And he's got that number one plate in his mind. Oh yeah. And Supercross, I feel he's a little bit um, not too rigid. He has a great riding style, but he overpowers the track a lot more than what he does in the in the outdoors. I think mm-hmm. he's a great outdoor rider. He's a great Supercross rider too, but I think he needs to take it down like w- one notch or a half a notch or something like that, and and maintain that velocity mm-hmm. work on the longevity yeah i i really think that tomac made sexton a better racer this year oh for sure competition always breeds better oh yeah better results and don't forget guys Fernandez is going to be back and then we're gonna have jet lawrence probably on a 450 next next motocross season so it's it's going to be another exciting one yeah, oh, yeah. somebody has to fill rocks and spot yeah right yeah absolutely so oh yeah did you hear where maybe kenny might be like like going to like he like a different team Jet? No, Kenny. Oh. I think he's going World Supercross. He's going World Supercross, but I don't know if he's going to be under the Honda truck. I don't know. I was hearing Kenny's something such about... A... Well, I also heard that uh, Hep Suzuki is not going to be Hep, Hep Suzuki, Suzuki. Nankisher. Right. It's going to be Hep, but I've heard that they might be switching brands. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's where he might end up is at Hep. But, uh, yeah, so it's – because they're, they're making room for Jet, and then I think they're going to try to make room for Hunter, too, mm-hmm. after this season. So, you know, it's it's going to be crazy. It is going to be crazy. It's I always love the off-season stuff and the yeah. movings around. I think it'll be more crazy next year, though, mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, as far as that goes, I, mean, I don't think you're going to see the big, big changes this year like you did with Tomac and uh, um, uh, Anderson, Anderson mm-hmm. going, to, uh, going to Kawasaki. Um, if there was anybody that could ride the Yamaha to the full potential, it was Tomac. I don't know. Oh, if yeah. yeah. Can do yeah. That, though. Oh, yeah. That's I insane, agree. man. <clears throat> like, if you would have told me that he went to the Yamaha and won both championships early in the year, I would have been like, dude, you're smoking something I, crazy. Brandon, like, we both were kind of skeptical of the I whole move to begin with. Because I've been skeptical on the whole Yamaha anyway, just because it, anyone on them just didn't really look the best you know yeah. what i mean like yeah and they said that new 23 man and they say it's slim like mm-hmm. pretty slim that's, that's what Kiefer was saying yeah that's, it's uh slim and the cockpit has a little bit more room they also redesigned um the transmission geometry so i'm wondering if they went to something like the tenere 700 where when you hit the gas the way that it's set up is it actually plants the rear end a lot more giving you uh, a lot more traction kind of coming off the line. And I know that was an issue with some of the 450s as the guys were complaining that you're just blowing the – it's like putting a 650-horsepower motor in a small-tire car. Right. You're just going to blow just it off. Blow yeah. it off, yeah. So, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm it curious. is. It is. I, I, I was almost bought a Yamaha last year, and 
was like, eh, I better wait and see what's going on with this new bike. So, well, we'll see. That's I've been waiting for Suzuki to come out with a new <laughs> model and they're pushing it back every year. <laughs> yeah, every like, year. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. I'm a, I'm a big Suzuki guy. I'm yeah. gonna be one of the only left in the world. <laughs> nah, there's there's crazy people out there too. What <laughs> <laughs> it's as far as like handling goes, I I just fit on the Suzuki and I can put the front wheel wherever I want it, mm-hmm. and and that's very important with a bike. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, so it's, absolutely. Uh, I, I like it. I'm waiting for the electric start because I am short. So if yeah. I do stall the bike out, I have to find like a tree bump, a rock, <laughs> yeah. a tailgate to be able to get it. You know? yeah. So uh, it's uh, the electric start. If I if I do run a bike in a quad, it, it'll be a Suzuki, but it has to be electric start. It has to be electric. So you're an artist. So you're an artist. I am an artist. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I... Uh, so you did you get to watch? So you didn't get to watch the race, right? No. So I'm gonna ask him this question. Okay. So what do you think about Hunter and Joe? Do you think that was dirty, or do you think? What do you think that was? I think that. Uh, <clears throat> if if you didn't know, I so think I think Hunter, Hunter Hunter sent it off that hill. Sent it off pretty hard and it hit pretty much took Joe Shimoda out pretty good in the first mode. I think Hunter's frustrated with how his seasons went. <laughs> A little bit. Like I, I was like, hmm. Because they're supposed to be all friends and stuff, so yeah. I wonder how that how that friendship is right now. If they're just all like, yeah, it's okay, we're good, or they are professional racers. Though. They are. Everybody that races knows as soon as you put that helmet on, yeah, you ain't friends. He, he just he You're just a took took a little hard in there, but yeah, you know, it yeah. is, it's racing. It's good racing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Last so. race of the season too, and and points count. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's where they were. They're racing for second. So yeah, yeah. They were. They were for sure. There was a long ways to first. First, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, let's jump over to the off-road side. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be having our first guest coming on here in just a second. Craig DeLong just came back over uh, from his stint over at the Six Days. Um, they pulled a second-place finish, uh, and it's to his team uh, as far as um, as they went. And uh, third place overall, uh, club rider. He did a great job. Um, XC Gear was the uh, uh, finished second as the club team. Um, and uh, now I'm excited to hear about his experience over there yeah. at the ISDE and the six days. It's uh, uh, a cool event and uh, something that I am not. I don't know every in and out about the six days like I'd like to know. So it's gonna be cool to talk to Craig and, and hear his story from being over there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's always a cool event. I wish they uh, they broadcasted it a little more. I do too. Easier to see it's, it. It's hard to understand, and I appreciate. I want to give a shout out to Lance at XC Gear. He kind of uh, did a lot of live feed from over there, so I was able to learn more about the race and learn about exactly how it's done and everything. And um, it's a battle, man. Those guys are there for such a long time, and so many little things could happen. It takes a a long string of perfect scenarios for you to actually win that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely you can't just show up one day and be fast. You got to be fast and smooth, and and no bike maintenance issues. Every, yep. It's, it's got to work flawlessly to to pull that thing off. Yep, yep. And uh, while we're getting him on the line, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mike and Jason. Thanks for commenting. Uh, commenting. Uh, Mike said that the uh, Sunstar is the best sprockets and chains in the business, <laughs> and uh, Jason it. said he enjoyed the show. And Doug Kirk is the man. Oh yeah, that's I can't. My buddies. That's why he's buddy. I can't disagree. I can't disagree at all. So, so we're gonna call Craig now. Call get him, him on the line. Calling him up. Hello, Craig. What's going on, man? 
Oh, not much. How's it going? Oh, not too bad, man. Hey, you're on the show. Uh, Brandon and I are here, and uh, we got Doug Kirk in the studio. And uh, uh, hey, man, congratulations on your uh, on your good ride over at the uh, six days. Uh, thank you. Thanks. It was good. Yeah. Is this your first experience over there? Yeah. Yeah, it was my first uh, six days. So how how so uh, walk walk us through the 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 experience because neither none of us in this room has been over there so <laughs> take us through that. Um, uh, it was uh challenging that's for sure. It's just six days of racing so um I was in the C two class so that's like a a club rider so I guess it's anyone can qualify to go and they'll be on a a club team so. Um, I just went, that was my first year. So my first time. So that's what they put me on. And, um, so yeah, I qualified and they put me on the club team and show up there and, and so, uh, they start you based uh, on your I class and on the club team and your last name for the first day. And then after uh, your position you for the first day is where you start the rest of the week. So, um, the first day was kind of challenging because I was back with, I started with some guy that was, he just said he just turned 51 years old and this was his 10th, 10th, six days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so like, uh, to me being my first. So, um, the first day was kind of challenging, but after that it was, it was good. Cause I was, I moved up a bunch and was able to start up front and kind of, you know, be with the faster guys. So, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just long days. We start at, uh, it was eight thirty, eight fifty, or something. And, uh, the first two days, day one and day two were the same track. We just did them, uh, two days in a row and it was, they were both 180 miles. And then, uh, day three and four were 160 and then day five was like 165. So, um, not a lot of actual racing time. We like only raced for probably, I think it was like 35 minutes, mm-hmm. which really isn't a lot, but um, just a lot of time, like transferring and ride miles, like just all day. So, huh. um, so you, but other than that, it was it was it was a lot of fun. So you rode 180 miles in one day. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. crap. I don't even like doing that on my Harley. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, were you, like, stuck in, like, a position? Like, I, I mean, I know you ride a lot anyways, but man, that's a lot of miles, man. Yeah, that was uh, that was the most I've ever ever done in one day, that's for sure. And um, It wasn't too bad. It was a lot of trails, so you're kind of moving around a good bit and not just sitting still, like, riding down a road. So um, it could have been worse. But uh, it was actually a lot of fun. If it was, I think if it was a lot of dirt road and actual pavement road, it wouldn't have been as fun. But uh, the trail was really good, so it, it didn't seem as long. Yeah, nice. yeah, man. What? So t- walk me through, like you know, racing in a different country. Like what was what was the challenges you dealt with? That was like the jet lag and the time change. Was that a problem for you guys? Um, um, what about the food? Uh, you know, stuff like kind of outside of the race itself. Um, were those challenges you had to face, or uh, were those things not too bad for you? Um, I didn't really struggle with the time change too much. 
Um, I did have to take I, some melatonin a couple nights just to make sure that I could fall asleep. I had a hard time falling asleep, but once I was asleep, I was okay. Um, the food was, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but I wouldn't say it was great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go hungry. I'll say that I, <laughs> I, uh, I had plenty to eat. So it's just different ways of living. They, they eat different, mm-hmm. no. different things and, and different ways to do stuff. So it was just getting acclimated to that was the hardest part but once you did and got used to what they had it was not a big deal so um when you go to eat because i'm sure you're pretty far out in the country over there right doing this like do you is there like a small city you guys get to go to every night or do they cook right there or actually where so where we all stayed like i think most of the racers stayed it was a pretty big town actually um i wouldn't say it was like Morgantown size, but it was um, probably a good bit smaller than that. But it was a good sized town, mm-hmm. and so we had plenty of restaurants to choose from, and uh, a, a decent hotel. I would say it wasn't the greatest, but um, so there wasn't like we were out in like the total backwoods. But um, the paddock where like all the bikes and stuff were out was like a twenty minute drive. Okay. So as we get up and, you know, eat breakfast at the hotel and then have to drive 20 minutes, which really wasn't bad at that's all. Just, it don't sound too, too bad. No, no, <laughs> you guys are used to far worse than that. I'm, I think you guys should have yeah. to sleep in a tent or something. What's going on? No, 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 it wasn't bad. So, so, it could have uh, been, it could have been worse. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, walk us through like the, the day to day. I know you guys, you guys race some the longest races that you could imagine like three hours of gncc racing is a toll but i think that like just the every day for six days straight how what kind of a toll does that take on your body uh it was different for i was i had just talking from to other people and they were you know us oh, it's the toughest race it's the toughest race and physically it wasn't as tough as what they made it seem to be, it was more like mentally draining than anything. Um, physically I wasn't bad. It was more by like the, the time we got to day four, like waking up in the morning, like I just didn't really want to ride my, my dirt bike. Like I didn't feel physically, I felt physically fine. It's just, I got just like, Oh, I don't really want to ride today, but <laughs> You know, you have to. So right. Um, <laughs> I don't blame. But once you. once I got going, it was it was okay. But just like that first initial like to get up and go, it was like uh, just a little waxing daisical. But I bet. Um, <clears throat> I didn't but realize. Yeah, the physic the physical aspect wasn't wasn't too bad. I didn't realize you guys put that many miles on in one day. And I know that's not racing and stuff, but like just to being on the bike that long. Like like Doug was saying, I riding the street bike that that many like eighty miles. I'm like I'm ready to get off and like stretch my legs. My butt's hurting. Like this yeah. is brutal. And you know, <laughs> yeah, it was. Luckily for us, it was we have five uh, service checks. So basically, it was it was spaced about every 
hour to hour and a half, we would have a service check. So basically we would do a test and then we would have, I don't know, an hour or hour or so to the next service check. And then we would, when we get to the service check, we would usually have about 10 minutes. And then depending on how fast you ride the transfers or stuff like that would depend how much time you had. Mm. But in those, at that service check, you know, it's where you can, where the mechanics are at and they can look over your bikes and tell you what kind of needs some work. They can just try looking at it or you can, if nothing needs to be done, you can take that time and, and eat and get some cold water and, you know, kind of replenish your system to go for another hour, hour and a half. So it was kind of like, if you can make it that hour gap, it, you were fine. That was, that's the biggest thing is just eating enough to be able to make it to the next, next check. So hey, Craig, this is Doug. Um, I was just wondering, I, I had heard that you guys have to work on your own bikes in between the tests. Is, is that, yep. that's the ISD that, that sounds like it could be a disaster. <laughs> um, especially being that tired, you know, that's a lot of miles. Uh, did you run into anything, anything like that where you, you just kind of had to, I guess, make it up as you go, you know, where you're like, I'm get into something where you're not a hundred percent certain how it, how it's supposed to be or anything like that. Cause I can imagine the mental draining from riding that much and then having to work on the bike in between could, uh, yeah. mess with you. I, uh, I actually didn't have to, to mess with really anything major. Um, luckily the, the, my bike was, was solid all week long. I, I didn't even change brake pads. I just, um, the only thing that, the only thing that, I had to do was change tires and air filter and uh that was pretty much it and then the mechanics they can actually drain the oil and refill the oil and then they they can put gas in it so that's so that's something that like we can come into those service checks and they can they can drain the oil they can you know put gas in it so that's one last thing we have to do and that's Unless nice. there's anything major, it really all it is is just changing tires at the end of the day. Now, when you and say air, and air filters, now when you say changing tires, now are you you don't get to have a tire already ready? You have to actually break that tire down and rebib and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, when you come in at the end of the day, you have 15 minutes before you have to impound your bike for the for the night. So, um, in those 15 minutes, um basically change a front and a rear tire an air filter and, you know, go over your bike and, um, see if anything needs to be done like for the morning. Cause in the morning you have 10 minutes to look it over before you start the day. So whatever uh, you I don't would, finish in that 15 minutes, you have to finish in the 10 minutes the next morning. I would never get yes, to ride. And if, you're, <laughs> and if you're late, so basically you have to check in, not check in, but you check into the 15 minute work period and you have to be like checking into the impound. You know, you can't. You have to be in on time in that 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like you have 15 minutes to work on your stuff, and then like when that 15 minutes is over, then you impound it. It's like you have to be get it all done within like 13 minutes, and then you have 
two minutes to, you know, put your helmet on and then ride to the impound. Oh, wait. So, so what if you don't get the tires finished? <laughs> then that's something you got to figure out. Oh, how to get man. To, uh, is that something that you practiced before you had, like, went over there is how to change a tire that fast? I know I could yeah. never do it. I couldn't do it. So, no. <laughs> so we use, uh, there's a, a, not a special, but there's a good tire changer out there that, that helps out a lot. It's called a Rabiconda. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar and, with um, so that helps a lot because it has an arm you can push the bead to the tire down and it gets the tire irons in there a little bit easier than just pushing them in by yourself. Yeah. And then it helps the, the DOT tires that we have to use over there are softer and, you know, kind of a little bit of a, like a less profile than like normal tires here in the States. So at the end of the day, like have to ride down the road and just being used all day, they're super warm. So they like they, more pliable. They, yeah, they come off super easy. Like you get three three tire irons in the rear and flip it up, and then you can flip it over, and then you can use the arm to kind of push it off the the rim, and like you can do a rear in four minutes, five minutes. Nice. Oh wow! Now, how does that mess with your riding? Not being able to use the tires that we use over here does that mess with you at all with the bike or anything like that? Uh, it's definitely a little bit different. They just the way they stagger the knobs, like on the rear tire, it you can't lean it over as much as you can, like as to say, like a like a Dunlop thirty three or an eighty one rear. Like you have to keep the bike kind of up upright more because mm-hmm. the side knobs are there's probably about half of the side knobs on the DOT tire compared to the regular one. So it's just. It's just riding with them enough and then getting used to them. That's the biggest thing. And I had about three weeks on them before I went, so I was kind of – I was used to them and had enough time on them to, to, to know what I could get away with. That's nice. the biggest thing. Do you know what happened to uh, Cody Barnes's bike? Uh, I believe it was something electrical, just something that was maybe – I'm not sure if it was overlooked, but – it, I think it was a lot simpler than maybe what was led on to be because it was one of those things where he didn't, he, he didn't get it to the service area. Like he was, he was trying to get to the service area where the mechanics were at and they could kind of help him and run him through some things, but it kept dying before he could get there. Mm-hmm. And by the time he got there, the battery had like he would he had killed the battery just by trying to get the start and start mm-hmm. start. So he got they his the junior teammates they all rode together that that first day. So they were helping him, you know, pushing him or trying to bump start him and get it going. And he just didn't get it far enough. Yeah, because that, that uh and that, and by that point he had he had houred out or. Actually, it's 30 minutes. If you're 30 minutes late, then you kind of <laughs> technically out of the race. So gotcha. We had something similar to that out west when you do the rallies. You had to check in at a certain time. Otherwise, you were just done. Hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so it's, it's one of those things where you gotta you got to stay on it pretty nice. much all week long. Yeah, it sounds like, sounds like- Sounds exciting, crazy <laughs> week over there. Yeah, so so I guess my next question is, is so now you're back in the States. Um, you're back 
to getting ready to run the next GNCC race, which I think it's kind of crazy that you guys, we have this long summer break, then you guys go to the six days, and then, like, as soon as you come back, you have, like, almost just barely a week before you get back into the full swing of the GNCC. Like you're right now in a, in uh, a battle for potentially finishing on the podium of the overall. Um, so I, I'm sure it's a lot for you to come back to um, back to your normal racing series and get your head back in the game and back wrapped around like your, the, like what your, uh, what your job is. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> It's uh, a busy end of the year, that's for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, we start, well, we were, I was in France for two weeks. I come back and I got back yesterday afternoon. Uh, we had a little bit of issue with plane flights and we missed a flight. So we kind of got delayed a day. But um, so, yeah, we got four days here at home and then we're in a Beckley. And then actually with the National Enduros, I'm, <laughs> I'm nine weeks straight <laughs> for the next couple months. But wow. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> But it, it it's it is what it is and but uh yeah I'm I'm excited I'm really excited ready to go uh, obviously this last week Trevor had an injury yeah. and that's a, another person that's not going to be lining up which it sucks it's never good to see and uh, you know I wish him the best and uh, but I'm really excited just to get this going and um I, the last couple months I was in North Carolina riding with Johnny and Thad and Trevor at Caleb's place. And, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I did my work before I went to six days and, you know, I had a, a, a decent running at, at six days. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. That, how are we feeling about the Mountaineer, uh, the terrain and stuff? How are we feeling about that? Uh, I, I like the rocks. I, I grew up in Pennsylvania and I wrote a lot of rocks growing up. So, um, I did, I have one there in XC2, so I'm, uh, I do like the place. It is, uh, it is technical and it's, which is, um, kind of, I think one of my stronger points is the more technical, solar, not solar pace, but more precise track, uh, something that kind of maybe plays into my favor, which is, uh, always beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this whole season has been, I feel like, a really great season for you. Do you feel like it's been a, a learning experience? Um, I know it's kind of been a crazy season, unfortunately, with all of the injuries. You just mentioned Trevor, and uh, we're really, you know, thoughts and prayers with him to to get back uh, healthy. Is there a rookie of the year for GNCC? There should be. Because I think you'd win it. I mean, I don't see. There's, I think you should as well if there is. I, I think I'm the only one, so I guess I might win by, well, I mean, by default. Tag on. Well, but, hey, I mean, you're having a good season. So I mean, hey, rookie, hey, rookie of the year, and likely also to to uh, finish uh, in the top three, three yeah. of the uh, of the whole series. I mean, that's a. I mean, dude, for your first year. And you were able to, uh, you've been able to, you know, stay in the race all year long. And then not only just be there, but you've been, you, you, you've actually been finishing up there mm -hmm. in those top positions. So, I mean, it's been a heck of a season for you. Yeah, thanks. It's, um, I, I am happy with it, but I feel just, I don't know if it's a racer mentality or what, but I feel like I, some races I feel like I left some on the table with my results, just 
um, you know, whether it was poor race management or, you know, something like that along the lines that I feel like I, I could maybe had a couple better results. And, uh, it's just something that, you know, I need to, I needed to figure out and, um, you know, I'm you know, a little bit younger, not younger than them guys, but just less experienced running up front. And, uh, it just took me a little bit of time to get used to that. And I feel like I have, so, um, yeah, it's just something that just takes time. And I am excited for the last couple. I feel like I have maybe a little bit to prove just because I feel like people are saying that this year has kind of been like an out, like an outlier just because everyone's kind of been hurt and, uh, you know, people are doing better than they normally do just because the, the competition isn't really there, which it, it isn't, but you know, you have to be healthy to, I was gonna say, you have to, to be, be at the races it. to be in it. That's for sure. Oh yeah. You got to yeah, finish first so. or you, first you have to finish to finish first, man. Yeah. So the thing so. that what like kind of like Doug, what you're saying is a rookie, you would think most of the times would try to push too hard mm -hmm. and end up pushing that envelope and end up making mistakes. But Craig, you've been racing what I would classify as a very, um, like a veteran type season. I mean, you, you, when you don't see, it doesn't look like you're riding over your head any in any situations. It looks like you're under control and you're learning a lot and you've just been pushing yourself to the limit, but not over that limit. Yeah. It's just, to be honest with you, it's kind of how I've always been. It's, you know, I've been working on pushing past that limit, actually just trying to get more like comfortable to do that. It's, ever since I was eight, nine years old racing, I was always the conservative, you know, slow and steady to so be it, you know, mm -hmm. like the guy that wouldn't hit the ground. And that's something that not hitting the ground, but something that, you know, pushing past the, your comfort zone and, you know, try to, to ride that edge more. It's something that I've been working on and you know, trying to do more just because, that's how you find the next level. And yeah. I feel like once I do that and I figure out that speed and that, and that I can get comfortable at it, that'll be just a little bit better. Right. Well, I mean, for instance, I mean, if you look, Ben Kelly had what, like a three, three race lead probably points wise. And then he's, <laughs> yeah. he's not even here. He's not even, you know, back racing yet. And he's not, you know, he's probably the fastest guy out there, but with, he's not in it to, to, to be here to win it. So, that we know of. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Speaking of that, <laughs> there is a question that I wanted to ask that me and Rodney were trying to figure out earlier. Is it like uh, the amateur stuff where you have to finish like 9 out of the 13 or 10 out of the 13 or something to qualify for the championship? Or is the pro rules a little bit different where it's just uh, kind of coming it's, go? It's every race for us. Oh, okay. All 13. Gotcha. So. so if you like, say if you only get 8 and you finish somehow, you got like top 5. Do you, do you still still finish that fifth place if you only if you got eight races in or? I don't think they would count it at all if I read the rules right, at least for the amateur side. I, got you. I know amateurs yeah. didn't. I well, wasn't sure about the, the pros. The, so I think XC two. I think XC one and XC two they don't get any drops. Okay. Every race counts, and then XC three gets one race, I think. 
and then all like the A and B riders, they get four races. I feel, I think it is. Okay. Okay. So, so if Ben did come back, he still could win the championship. There is a chance. Yeah. But I, from what I've heard, I don't think he's going to make it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. We, we've so, heard two different stories. So we, we weren't sure, you know, from the beginning, it's been back and forth on, on, you know, his timeline and everything. And, uh, I mean, he's been out quite a while, so we wasn't sure if it was, um, long enough for him to, to be able to come back or not. But, um, you know, earlier you were talking about that you're like the steady guy that, that always, you know, is steady to the finish. I mean, if you look, that's kind of what, what Ashburn has always been. And he's, consistently been bumping himself up in the standings year after year and then now look at the position he's in so <clears throat> while sometimes the flashier faster you know guys get more attention i mean um, um ashburn's looking pretty pretty right now <laughs> yeah yeah it's, he's uh i feel like with him he's getting better with age almost yeah <laughs> he used to race against my brother and then like he was kind of like that fifth sixth place guy and now he's like he's more up front than he's ever been and that's i don't know if that's you know being older or just you learn more i'm not really sure what (laughs) what you can attest that to but um he's he's riding well and you can't uh you can't knock the guy he's been consistent and it's, it seems like That's GNC, what, what it takes. It seems like the GNCC, uh, the pro line, the older it gets, the faster they get. And I don't understand that. Uh, like you watch yeah, the it motor- seems to be the new way, man. Yeah. Like the the thirty, it's like a thirty plus class almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you watch the motocross side of, of of the sport, and you're like like sixteen to twenty one. Like you hit twenty five, you're washed up, and GNCC is That's like. Funny. 29 years old baby i'm 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 getting ready to hit my prime (laughs) i think there's uh i think there's three or four guys that are 30 plus Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then they'll retire from pro sit out for two years and then come back and race 30 plus (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i I deal with that quite a bit It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for for you, Doug. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that. Can I have your autograph? And also, uh, thanks for showing up. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for spanking me. Yeah. Uh, so you know, now that we're looking at the at the whole points uh, picture and everything, uh, Craig, you actually it looks like you have a chance to actually finish second in the series. And I know that you know talking about Ben. Um, and Trevor, you know, those guys are not going to maybe not going to be able to finish the rest of the season at all. But um, like you said, that's uh, I mean, man, what a, a, an accomplishment for you this year to one finish the series, because that's been a, ta- a challenge uh, in itself. Yeah. But to uh, just put in such good results and like, you know, you got one podium this year and and you looks like you're just that you're just right off the podium and a lot of other finishes. So, um yeah, I mean it's a it's been a, a heck of a uh, 2022 season for you. Yeah, thanks. I definitely would have. Uh, my my goal was to to be on the podium at the last four races. That's, okay. You know, I want to. I want more podiums. That's for sure. <laughs> just uh, just because I've been close a couple times this year, and it's been taken away late in the race, and uh, just. Yeah, just want to change that to be where I'm there, you know, all the time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, I I was able to do that next year too. I was like the you know consistent every race guy on the podium, and I feel like I can 
I'm capable of doing that up the next C1. So yeah, um, just have to keep to just have to do it and then to keep the ball rolling. Yeah, that's the yeah. biggest thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And, but we know we know how you are. You're gonna get you're gonna get consistent on that podium, and then you're gonna be like, oh, it's not enough. I need to win. <laughs> I need to win every race. <laughs> that's how it goes, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so Doug, go ahead. Uh, I was I was gonna ask, is it a little bit of I don't know if you if you watch the points at all. Some guys do, some guys don't. Is it a little bit of a if you do watch it, is it a little bit of a relief knowing that you have such a large gap back to Grant and it really allows you to focus on on chasing down Trevor? Uh, yeah, I, I don't really watch it a lot. My dad my dad watches it more than anything. <laughs> He's kind of crazy, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it it does, but it doesn't. I mean, it's it's never good to to think about what's behind you. But knowing that you have a little bit of a gap is it's a little bit of a assur- little assuring. But um, still, I mean, the goal is to you know race forward, and there is an opportunity. I'm still on the outside looking in. I still have a chance of actually winning the the whole thing. Like if I can get a little bit of luck on my hands with Jordan, like I there is a, a small chance, but Hang on a second. Um, Let me look at that. <laughs> they're all, I'm pretty sure. I don't they're all know, looking but... at the table right now. They're like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah. I very mean, possible. I guess yeah. It, it, yeah. it's big, but it, there is a chance. That it's I can, possible for sure. It could get mm-hmm. close. Yeah. And we are racing in the woods, so anything can happen at any point. <laughs> <laughs> so, Man. The biggest thing is I got I to gotta try to, you know, be as, try to be Jordan foremost, you know, and, mm-hmm. and obviously – try to get as good as position as I can and just to, you know, be up there. And I just, I feel like I can, you know, be the podium guy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the biggest thing. So let me, so when's the has Husky ever won the GNCC title? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just the national Enduro title. So, my so, so no matter what Husky's probably winning this thing between you and Jordan. Uh, yeah, there's a good chance. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's pretty exciting. And no matter what, which, whoever does it, that's pretty exciting for the Husky side of things, I think. So, so I ride a Husky, so I'm like, yay, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it is good for the brand, that's for sure. They've been, uh, not overshadowed, but, you know, KTM's always kind of feel like had the, the upper hand, and it'd be mm. good to have a white bike on top. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But hey, I, I, on a on a more serious note, where did you finish in the uh, the snowshoe golf tournament? Where'd your team finish? <laughs> Not very good. <laughs> I want to say we were. I can't remember. Maybe five under. Oh, okay. Seven under, something like that. Yeah. We were, we were down towards the bottom for sure, man. Man, my we team. didn't have a sh- we didn't have a sharp enough pencil, <laughs> <laughs> man. So we got back to the clubhouse and we were extremely honest and we we like all four of us shot the round of our lives, got a seventeen under, and I was like, guys, we won this thing, legit, we won this thing. And then, like you said, uh, a lot of pencil talk at the uh, at the clubhouse. <laughs> that got seventeen seventeen under got you like what fifth place? We got fourth, yeah fourth yeah that's insane who would have thought it's it's crazy yeah that's <laughs> nuts i mean it's a little ridiculous we we only did bring a ringer in to try to win so yeah yeah it's something <laughs> i need to i haven't i haven't i haven't uh, done i need to 
find somebody that's going to go up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, 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 may, we may have had a, a little bit of a competitive advantage, but we... Uh, still we, lost. <laughs> we still lost. We still lost. Didn't even podium. <laughs> I don't even know the people who won. I don't know. I, I don't... I just I know that uh, you're not gonna win that, so I just I just go in the half Yeah, no. All all I know is I looked at the scorecard, and I saw two pars and, and like uh, a score of like 21 under, and I was like, how is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, I was happy just the par hole, you know, with the four of us. I was we were we were satisfied with that with a couple <laughs> yeah. birdies. That was good. Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, you know that that, uh, that par three hole with the uh, side by side on the line. My I landed legit two feet away from the hole. I was so close. Never, never have gotten a hole in one in my life. But I was like, if there was ever a time, that would that should have been it. <laughs> well, I did have a little bit of clean the fame. I did win the closest to the pin. I got two dumb up tires. Oh, oh nice. did you? Nice. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was my claim to fame for the day. Nice. At least, nice. You, at least you can use them, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is good. I don't have to pay for these. Good, good thing they're not Michelin or anything, right? Because you probably yeah, couldn't be yeah. like, oh, what am I going to do with these guys? I can't put these on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, Craig, we're going to let you go, man. We appreciate you coming on the show tonight. We know you got probably a lot of sleep to catch up on, a lot of rest to catch up on, and uh, get ready for the Mountaineer here in a couple days. All right, I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely, right, man. man. We'll talk. It. We'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, we'll see you. All right, later. All right, man. Bye. Man, I bet you that is hard coming back from that race and and getting back into it. Um, uh, I mean, the GNCC schedule is already physically demanding enough, and then and then National you throw Enduro on top of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, could we not? Could we not have the ISDE like somewhere, somewhere on like the middle side of that twelve week twelve week break that we have? I mean. I'd imagine ISD doesn't care if Team USA shows up or not. (laughs) But it would be nice. I'm just more amazed that those guys, not even guys, but even our women's team, have the ability to go from GNCC, National Enduro, flip a switch, ride six days at Mm -hmm. almost between 150 and 200 miles a day, mm-hmm. you know, and then come back and flip the switch back. You know what I'm upset and about? And still be competitive. Is right. that our women's team can change the tire way faster than I can? <laughs> they can ride way better. Than oh, I, I mean, they do. definitely can ride <laughs> yeah. way better. But like, see, like, man, Brandon, Brandon at least feels like the the tire changing should be an obtainable goal that he could be right. a girl in. <laughs> like, I would literally not be able to ride all week. I mean, uh, unless he taught me some tricks. Like, it takes me a good at least a good 35, 30, 35 minutes to change a, to do a full tire change. Yeah. That's not a bib. That's his tube. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm a quad guy. I just loosen up the beadlocks and put it in there. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. He did bring up some, some good points that, uh, Ravaconda or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That thing does help out a lot. Um, he says uh, expensive, you know, this thing's like are, $400, man, but, four yeah. 500. That's also why you can't change a tire in under 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, I've looked into those, it. <laughs> as well as the, uh, the different sidewalls, uh, being more pliable mm-hmm. when it, it, all that stuff helps. Yeah. yeah. I, I struggle with bibs myself. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I could even get the bib on and fif- off and then right. back on in 15 minutes. Right. You got to lube that thing. And oh, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, a lot of work. It so, is. It's a lot. I mean, hats off to those guys, you know, hats off to all of them. Right. Um, I think Cody Barnes and uh, 
one of the women, she had a real bad get off and got hurt and had to had to um, put it away for the for the week. Mm-hmm. But like Corey Steed did good overall. Mm-hmm. Um, almost all the USA guys did real well. I tell you so. what, Corey Steed is really. I don't know if, if, if it was like surprised, but she. I, I feel like she came out of like I don't say nowhere, but she really showed up this year so far in the GNCC mm-hmm. side she of things and chasing down Russell and Osborne. Right. Yeah. One race. Yeah. Like with keeping up. With <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I mean, that surprised me. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm glad she's on our team. Right. You know. So yeah. I'm glad she's on Team USA. Yeah. What I pay attention to a lot is is she is getting a lot of credit from guys like Stu Baylor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Guys, guys that 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 ride with her, and that say, you know how impressive she is. I tell you what, man. I don't think that she's. Is she in it for the championship this year? How close is she? Yeah, she should be, I think, second, right? I think she's in second. She's in second or third, I'm sure. Pretty short second. I don't have my points. I thought you guys already had it up. Okay. It's even uh, like. Oh, shoot, man. She's only two points behind Taylor Jones. Yeah. 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 It's a battle. Yeah, I it is so. a battle. I didn't want to call you out or anything. I thought it was a little bit closer. Well, for some reason, I was thinking she was. I. I thought that she had one race that she had dropped. Uh, no, yes. Yeah. Trust me, when they when they went by me and uh, Mount Morris, they were hauling. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and they were. Whew. That's uh, I, it. Kind of to go back on what like Stu was saying, and and a lot of guys in the pits say, both the ATVs and the bikes. Like I don't understand why they race in the morning because they could knock out over half the classes in the afternoon. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're they're fast, and they seem to only be getting faster year after year. Right. Oh. See, like when I first started with GNCC, like I always thought, like when they said pro, like I always thought it was like mostly the pro class out there in the afternoon. But then it's like you only get your, X, you know, XC one two and I guess three. Then like B classes, you know, and B yeah. classes. I'm like, well, that's weird. You would think A and B would be in the morning, and then all the pros in the afternoon. I'm like you. I think that I think that there should be, like we've talked about with Stu, and we, you know, mm-hmm. and I've talked to Noah, and that's that's a schedule change. I think that like. I understand that the girls, <clears throat> they are the highlight of their show in the mornings, but they don't get any TV. They time. don't get TV time. Right. Racer That's TV is, is growing and getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. I think that I, like Stu, think that if you could have one day with all of your pros, all of your ATV pros from XC1, XC2, women's, and 4x4s, and then over to your your bikes, your mm-hmm. your XC1, 2, 3, women's. Women, so. um, I th- and then obviously throw some other classes in there. I mean, I would just throw you like your top A class, like have like whatever your top, top, whatever's coming in XC3. Like you move up from there, you got to go here. That would be maybe the class I would throw in with them move other than that. Back rows off of. Both the afternoon classes back to the morning, mm-hmm. and then move the women's pro. Two, yeah, two pros. Is, they're they're pros, yeah. right? And they are fast. They are freaking fast, and nobody can deny that. Honestly, yeah. it's kind of dangerous for them and the amateur people in the morning. Like I'm telling you, like there wasn't, there's not very much room. I know the bikes are in a little bit different spot than the quads, but like there was times that I like I literally got over in the weeds because I heard them coming. And if I didn't get over in the weeds, like they probably would have ran me over and just kept on trucking. But yeah, like there wasn't there wasn't very much room for me to move and then them to get by. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, to yeah. me that's, that's dangerous. And just I think mean, about the precision on their part to oh, be able yeah. to do all of that and and then work their way through traffic. Let's I know running the morning classes at the at the few nationals that I that I have done, I get so nervous about messing up one of their races. Mm-hmm. 
that it like gets in my head because I know how fast they are. Right. They're doing three, four times the amount of laps that I'm doing, and they're not slow about it, you know. And then you have the women's pro and the four by four ATVs pro guys, and they're battling back and forth with yeah. each other for the overall. Yeah. And you will get run over. Right. Like, you better get out of the way. And, yeah. and all of those sections are, I don't want to say one line, but a lot of times it's are. like slot cross. You know I've what I mean? The fastest 30 seconds of my life was when they were behind me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> trying to find a place to get out of the way. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not trying to be that right. guy. Yeah, you know don't what I mean? be, nobody wants to be that guy. No, and I usually am that guy. Except for know? him. He, he messed up McGill one time. He got the paper. It was a total accident. The guy behind me, the guy behind me, the guy behind me was wearing the same gear, had a red ATV and um, or a red Honda, and I I thought for sure that it was him. He didn't. You didn't hear him yell, "Hey guys, you scared me." <laughs> right? <laughs> no, you scared me. He, yeah. He he said some of those words, but just in different ways. Oh, yeah. oh I can imagine. <laughs> so uh, while we're uh, we need to uh, go ahead and get our next guest on the line, yeah. Josh Merritt. Josh Merritt. Oh, yeah. Brandon, what do you know about Josh? What do I know about Josh? Josh was one of our first pro. One, one of them? Oh, is the, the, the very first pro. The very first, and I know every time we have him on, we, we, we tout say this. That, yeah. like, he was the very first pro to ever come on this show. The coolest picture I've ever got at one of the nationals was at Big Buck on top of the hill with Josh Merritt. <laughs> doing like a one wheel around the corner mm -hmm. you can see our logo on the side of it. it it was really it was probably the best picture i've ever seen in my life <laughs> that's cool you know what's cool about josh and i didn't realize until i started really kind of listening and getting around this is how much he does for the gncc atv motocross for like a lot of the riders i mean i've heard people like you know he gives parts or or he Puts bikes in his trailer and takes them and oh, yeah. and, and hauls them and yep. he does a lot, man. Yep. He does a lot. Didn't he even help our um um our buddy in Canada? Yeah, I'm pretty I sure. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. As well, I mean, just super cool guy. Yeah. Um, I know he was injured at uh, Snowshoe and wasn't able to race there, but he did race the Heartland Challenge. So, mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna call him up and talk to him a little bit. Uh, while we're getting him on the phone, um, I want to give a shout out to Devin Masters. He wants to know when Doug would like that signed dollar bill this oh, yeah, weekend or at the Burroak. <laughs> we'll do it at the Burroak, man, so that then we can hang out. Yeah. yeah there we go. Burroak. Devin. Devin and uh, Devin and Doug. Devin and oh, yeah. Doug. The Devin and the double D's, D's. <laughs> D's are uh, are the uh, the ringleaders of the comment section. So the comment oh. section is filling the uh, the lack a little bit without without Doug in the comment section uh, tonight. I'm still commenting back and forth. I see that. <laughs> I see that. I see that. He's he's gone, but not forgotten. That's right. That's oh, yeah. right. That's right. So uh, uh, hey, while we have you guys all here, make sure you guys play Splitline Fantasy this week. It's been twelve weeks. Yeah, come get some. Come I had to spend twelve. If if it if it hasn't, it at least felt like it. It for sure did feel like it. I, Brandon's gonna start counting. Get get your take your <laughs> shoes off, Brandon. Well, let's just say the last week of June to the second week of September. It's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a long time. So I had to like reteach myself how to do the do all that do all the handicaps and everything. Yeah, and then I was uh, starting to catch my groove on that too. And then they went into summer break. Now I'm like, yeah. I know. So make sure you guys play this week. Streak. If you don't know how to play, just hit us up or watch the YouTube video <laughs> we have. Uh, that explains everything. Uh, Brandon Carter he says that women ATV get no love, um, and uh, uh, we're gonna try to change that. They need to because they I mean, they fly. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 
I was going to Don't, somewhere. don't, don't. <laughs> we already went there last week with the corn. <laughs> we can't go back there right oh, now. That's what it was. It was a corn. It was not corn, a banana. not that's the banana. <laughs> How do you eat your Same. corn, Doug? <laughs> He's a loose cannon. I don't know what to say. Everybody's got to have that one friend. Exactly. We've got to have that one guy. Exactly. What's up, everybody? What's, What's up, going Josh? on, Josh? How are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Are you still dressed up? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when uh, Brandon, I didn't get to tell you this because I was texting Josh while we were on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad. I, we we kind of I kind of told Josh that he's gonna be live, so he got all dressed up, <laughs> put on a tuxedo. <laughs> It's probably one of those like this tuxedo shirts, tuxedo maybe. t-shirt, yeah, <laughs> definitely, and underwear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you GBC wearing? Tuxedo shirt, and hat, yeah, everything else. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. So, how you been, man? It's been a while since we got to talk to you. Uh, um, uh, how's everything been going? Everything's been going really good. Uh, having a strong uh, recovery from my wreck, and uh, been really trying to put in the work the last couple weeks um getting ready for these last four yeah i mean uh we we went up the snowshoe we were up there and we were ready to see a race and uh then got the word that you uh that you were going to be sat sitting that one out um kind of got a little bit of a backstory and what had happened but uh, for people that didn't know what happened how did you uh end up uh getting hurt uh, I was at a, one of my local races, the A-Work Series, and uh, it was about the first lap, and I was going through this one section behind Cole and Ronnie, and it was a little dusty, and I hit this rain rut, and I went flying over the four-wheeler and pretty much destroyed my pelvis oh. and all the cartilage in between my legs, and... I really couldn't walk for a couple of days and went to the hospital, got all checked out. And they said, Hey, it's going to just take time. Nothing's broken. And you're pretty much just going to have to gain your strength back. So did my resting. Uh, my girlfriend took care of me. Uh, I pretty much stayed upstairs for like a week. <laughs> I in my house. Uh, couldn't make it down the steps, but uh, healed all up and then just started grinding again. Was the uh, was the the uh, GNCC school at Snowshoe? Was that tough to get through, or or because because I know that was about around the time that you were uh, feeling a lot of that pain. Yeah, uh, you have no idea. You, <laughs> you can ask. Well, if you ask Johnny Gallagher, Mark Notman, uh, what was going through my mind that entire camp, I was like, at one point, I was like. I can't even sit on my four-wheeler. It hurts so much. <laughs> to a couple minutes later, I'm racing. I don't care. I'm racing. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> so, thank God I did not race because that rain <laughs> on the start absolutely would have killed me. And oh. I think I would have maybe down the mountain not back up it <laughs> hey speaking of the rain at the race brandon and i and i think doug you'd probably be in on this too um the beginning of that race with the rain coming in at the last second i want to start a petition that we need the water truck every year to water <laughs> that first turn because that made it that much better <laughs> I get oh yeah so that was absolutely guys, so. they 
they said 10 seconds, and by the time they said 10 seconds, it rained and had a creek going down the first corner. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, we were right in the first corner. We were, like, waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. How, how many burnouts, or, or not burnouts, but, like, 360... Uh, uh, spin outs and stuff that we see it was insane it was a lot yeah i feel i always i was getting scared for those guys because they absolutely send it into that we, first corner that sorry was that? that was my apple watch <laughs> right it, it has it has a mind of its own like there's a robot in there? what is going on like, i was like josh is that you they, they, yeah. they're listening everywhere guys i'm telling uh, you but it's uh with those hay bales there like i get nervous for the guys just absolutely throwing it into that corner especially on a late rain like that mm -hmm. well i think wasn't there like a dodge orange charger or something yeah. the challenger yeah. sitting right there there's like a couple of hay bales just keeping it safe, but I was just like, man, if these guys coming through, that that car's toast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard there was a guy at the first corner that was like, he was moving the hay bales back when people ran into him, and then the next line was running into that guy. Oh, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, a track worker, but I don't know. Like that's what I heard. I was at the like where they were starting, so I didn't get to see that. Yeah. Yeah, we were like right at the first turn and uh we, we so it was funny because you know the whole opening ceremonies the the band was out there and Brandon and I just kind of keep looking back <laughs> over our shoulder and we see this storm coming for like 15 minutes. They're like, "Come on, let's get this thing rolling. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, they they sat there and delayed the start until it <laughs> until it rained. <laughs> it almost was like it was on purpose, purpose and right? I, if it was like I'm here for it. Do well, you do you feel the same way? Uh, uh, sitting you, on the starting you guys line. No, there's nothing worse than sitting on the starting line while it's raining yeah. on you. No, so yeah. For them, at least the first maybe no, just kidding. None of the rows started by the time that rain was coming down. So yeah. I would have been a little upset. <laughs> Definitely Bryson, because obviously what happened to him and that yeah. probably was due to the rain. But then you have Walker, and he got the beneficiary of the situation, and he ends up winning it. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, it's been such a wild season this year. Um, you guys, I mean, I don't know how to even say it anymore that you guys just keep upping the pace each and every year. Like, at what point do we top out on the pace? Do you have, a, do you have any idea, or is that just like we're just going to keep going? <laughs> I'm – I'm thinking Bryson and Walker are definitely pushing the limit of how much more paced we can go because soon I don't think the bikes will be able to handle it. I mean, the Yamahas are built to last forever. I have way too many hours on frames and motors, and they still just chugging along. And those two are absolutely – I mean, they're putting minutes on third – fourth place a lap and it's it's absolutely crazy i mean you see bryson he made one mistake the quad is completely total right that's yeah. what i was getting ready to say i was like they're they're hitting like like speeds that like once they if they do mess up it's not good it's not gonna yeah. be good it's, the only it's not time gonna I've be good and... carrier explode was on bryson's bike yeah on the swing arm yeah that was insane to see did you like, guys see his picture that he posted a couple maybe an hour ago no no he put a Walsh swing arm on now, so now oh, okay. it's even stronger. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> that tree's coming down next time. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just chopping, we're just chopping the tree down. I, I do agree with you, though, Josh. I, I think that we have seen the limits at which these guys can go until we start getting technology into some yeah. of these quads. Mm-hmm. And it's... It, Honestly, standing on the side of the track most of the time, when you see those two come by, it's almost spooky fast. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can't even and, go that fast in a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's and cool. that was like the cool thing of watching. I didn't get to race snowshoe. I haven't got to watch a race in ten years, an afternoon race. So it was cool actually missing a race and watching those two do what they do, because it is just a little bit different than everybody else. So. Yeah. I picked up on a few things and, you know, I get to put that in my playbook. So I believe that we watched the race from close to the same section because we, we were uh, over there right behind the, um, <clears throat> the pro pits. Pro pits. Yep. Yeah. And you, we saw you'd passed us and we were sitting there talking to people and uh, looked down and you were way down the hill. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother him because I know he's like. It was probably a lot of work with that with that hip uh, getting down to where you were at, and we were like, oh, we're just going to let him be. But uh, but uh, that section, like you said, now we didn't get to see Bryson come through that section, but yeah. no. to watch uh, Walker come through that section w- was wild. And like the the thing, kind of touching on um, Doug, what you just said is is watching those two come through the woods, but like watching the rest of you guys come through the woods, you guys are having hellacious battles oh yeah and and the and and the thing is is like you see you guys coming through the woods and 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 it's like it's it's pretty much a spitting image of them i don't know where they're finding time (laughs) i don't know where they're finding time at but but all of you guys like all of you top 10 guys are just oh they're going like Freaking hauling, 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 and then you got those two up front, and you're like, so yeah. how much far, how faster are they going? Yeah, don't give, don't, yeah, you can't give those two guys too, too much credit because like the rest of you guys are just as insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree, and I think all of us stepped it up again this year. So I think maybe Walker and Bryson maybe tapped out, and it's a survival <laughs> to the end. But we're going to be slowly catching them, I think, in the next few years, mm-hmm. especially the younger guys, John Galata Jr., Hunter Hart. Those guys are coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you you just kind of wait to see what that generation is going to bring because after watching Fowler and, and now Neil bouncing up there, and all you guys, like, you guys are – I don't want to say you guys are – you're at the prime, you know, age of, of, of the sport and, and – Fowler and all those guys stepped it up. Now you got like Hunter Hart and John Glotta and and uh, um, uh, Devin Feehan um, coming up through. And like, what kind of speed are they going to bring on top of that? So it's going to be they're crazy. Too far off already. I know. That's, what, that's what's scary about like they're right yeah. there. Like you know they're going to try to go a little bit farther. They're going to have to. <laughs> now here's a question for you guys: Do they get to the Walker and Bryson speed of today, and Walker and Bryson slow it down? Is that what could happen because is there is that the ceiling so i've always thought like so the past couple years i thought that maybe the past two years that walker has been winning the championships in a different fashion than he did the first several championships the first several championships it was it was blistering pace faster than anybody could run and i'm going to get out and nobody can see me and try to try to tag on to me and then the past couple of years where it seems like Bryson has stepped up to that pace, it's been like, okay, I'm going to run a little bit of a smarter race and just basically 
let him make a mistake, and then I'm going to cruise in. And then now it's like, okay, Bryson stepped it up the con- on the consistency. So Walker has kind of had to maybe go back to the to the blitzing pace. And I just feel like there's so many advancements and then strategies going on <laughs> all at the same time. It's I don't know. I don't know. Your guts is as good as mine. Watching those guys just, just from the beginning of the year to just before the break, though, you can see their line choices are, are dictated by how close they are to each other. Mm-hmm. They're either going to um, take a, a slightly riskier line that has the potential to be faster, or they'll be like Walker going up that hill. Uh, a couple races ago where he found that that nice little hotline and he just started railing that and making up a bunch of time. I I honestly think that we are probably, this is as fast as they're going to go. And they have both said that they are going too fast. Yeah. So I think that's important to keep in mind too. Like they understand how fast they are going. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Josh? you think this is the limit or do you, do you think we got a little bit more more left in the tank to give? Uh, knowing Bryson and Walker, they have something else to give. Uh, <laughs> and that will be their soul if something <laughs> good. <laughs> but Bryson is, I mean, I call him the Eli Tomac of ATV racing. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. he is the beast of all beasts. He trains like nobody else. And uh, as a, like, I grew up with this guy and just seeing him do what he does day in and day out. The, he's a machine, just like I would say Tomac is. And uh, the consistency has always killed him. And just imagine if Bryson Neal got a start. Oh, my gosh. I don't <laughs> been third place off of a start or better. Um, so imagine if he increased his program a little bit more in that situation he might be unstoppable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Walker with Mark Notman and the support that he has, it, it's he's bulletproof. That's the only thing Walker has on his side right now. Mm-hmm. And he is going to make it to that finish line either in first or second. It doesn't matter what happens. Uh, that I guess that chain break did uh, happen this year, <laughs> but that's Sometimes one in that just happens, though. Yeah. eight yeah. years. That has happened to him. So yeah. It's yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. bulletproof. And uh, with, like I said, with Mark Notman wrenching, the, Mark is unstoppable. And oh, yeah. he's, he's a very, I mean, I called him today for some questions just because he's, he's willing to help also, which yeah. is also nice. Yeah. Hey, listen, we can't give Mark too much credit cause we're, I'm kind of a little salty with Mark right now because, <laughs> because, uh, he, he made sure that when WVU lost a pit, uh, last Thursday night, he made sure to rub that in our face. Uh, I guess Mark's a, a pit fan. Oh, so, man. uh, I like yeah. that guy too. I liked him too. I liked, he was a nice guy. I liked him too. Yeah. Liked. <laughs> we don't know much about sports ball, but before I forget, when I see you guys next time, get a hold of me. I'm going to get you a jersey to put next to the Sunstar XC oh, on the back oh, wall. Yeah, yeah there we go. We heck like yeah. that. Thank you. Well, we will trade. Hey, what size shirt do you wear? Because we'll get you a split line shirt. <laughs> we'll trade you a shirt I wear for a jersey. Large. large. Nice. That's the one size we don't have. 
<laughs> we will get you one though. We'll get for, you one for made. For some reason, most guys are large. I don't know. Yeah, well, we we, we went through I, a lot of them. I run on the extra large side all the time, so. <laughs> I, I could fit into a medium, but some days I just don't look good in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that kind of reminds me. You were talking a little bit about how how well Bryson was training. I saw I saw you throwing those plates on and doing some doing some squats lately, man. So. Uh, I mean, hey. Yeah, I was uh, I was feeling myself that day. And, uh, I was feeling pretty good. Um, sadly, uh, not many people know, but now they're gonna know. I raced another A Works this past weekend and had a, another bad get off. Oh, you have to stop so, racing A Works and come race Mountain States. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's done for the season let's just say that oh um, man so are we gonna be at the mountaineer i will be there i'm healing up uh very quickly i was about fourth gear pin making the pass on kevin yoho for the lead and came into a corner and it, the bike just started flipping uh the rear shock was broke and the steering stem was all bent up. Mm. So not sure what exactly happened. I thought I had the corner. I'm not sure if the shock broke in the corner and that what that's what made me flip, but mm. I couldn't have gone much faster. Let's just say that. And uh. I'm just glad I walked away from this one. Helmet was broke. Uh, I started wearing a chest protector after my last wreck. So that I think helped me. My back was all scratched up, but the quad definitely landed on me and uh, bruised me up a little bit here and there. And just kind of been, I've been actually training under Levi Cohn, which is training junior and uh, James Galata. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's been giving me some advice to get on sore. And I got my girlfriend making sure I'm staying active and moving around. So <laughs> I'm hoping nothing I gained in the last month is going to be affected uh, coming into this weekend. Right, yeah. right, right. So you, you are planning on racing. I am racing okay, no good. matter what. Good. Uh, well, we're glad you're, we're glad you're safe and we're glad that it sounds like the quad took the, 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 yeah, the blunt of it. So glad that, uh, or if you took the blunt of it, glad that you are able to get to walk away from it. Speaking of uh, yeah, broken I'm, quads, did you ever figure out what happened to your quad at the Heartland? Yes. Um, I put it up on YouTube. Uh -huh. My Oh, on the engine part. Yeah. Uh, it was just the starter clutch. Mm. Oh, man. So <laughs> it's, it's pretty – I don't understand how that happens, but it did my stint and – I go to turn it off and the thing was not going to start back up. Yeah. And, uh, the fact that I probably ran two laps with a broken swing arm, mm. it was also crazy. Cause I came in and I was like, Matt, my chain's super loose. I, I felt it slapping going down one of the long straights. <laughs> so he pitted me and tightened it up. He's like, Hey, switch quads. Well, I missed the pits the next lap and I had to do a whole nother lap. And that thing must have been just ready to break because when I pulled it out, it was in four or five pieces, like right oh next to the sprocket. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe – I mean, I knew the quad was going to make three hours, and that's all I needed to put on it because Hunter and Junior were supposed to do most of it. 
so we got the W. <laughs> I was still, you know, that was my first ride back pretty much, my first race back from my injury. So I was like, guys, I want to win. I know you guys are in shape. I'm going to let you guys do more of the race. I'm going to make it to the finish line. Well, when Hunter's bike breaks on the first lap, we were putting four hour, four and a half hours on both of our quads. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, let's hope it can make an extra hour. And it, <laughs> it made it an extra 45 minutes. And that's all she had. Oh, man. Yeah, you guys had some had some bike troubles for sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. holding, that, uh, holding that number one plate was heavy this year, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was it was very heavy, and we all felt the pressure, especially with you have Walker Fowler putting in two hour stints. He was, oh, he was an animal. Of course, he like, was. <laughs> he, he literally did it. We were like, "All right, he's probably gonna stop like at an hour." Well, he kept going, and we're like, "Okay." And then I was like, <laughs> I need, "I'm gonna go out now," because Hunter went out for a lap, broke, and then Junior did an hour and a half, and. Walker just kept going after an hour and a half. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. And then Johnny finally went out, and I made up all the time I needed and got by him with a lucky pass. And uh, I was like, all right, now the boys just have to, you know, control it. Because Junior was actually running three to five second faster lap times than Walker, which was if the if the kid put in the work this off this break – uh, I think he'll be a contender with the the Bryson and Walker show, mm-hmm. but awesome we'll see. Hear. We'll see what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, we'll we'll see. When you get into those GNCC races and those two like bloods in the water, you never <laughs> know. You never yeah, know you, what they push themselves to. It's almost kind of like a like a uh, a Sexton and um, Eli Tomac type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. And you can ask anybody that's ever rode with Walker. Riding Walker and GNCC Walker are two different people. I can go to Walker's house and he'll give me a 30 second gap on an hour and he won't catch me. But when he's putting 30 seconds of the lap to a minute on me every lap at a GNCC, it's just like, <laughs> okay, come on, guys. So, and do you feel like when you're like riding, do you feel like you're about the same pace as your racing pace? Yes. Mm-hmm. And even Landon Wolf back in the day used to say, I'm a really good practicer and I had really good practice speed, but it, I think my practice speed is very close to my race speed and I need to find that extra gear. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So that uh, like kind of leads me into the question, you know, we talked about the potential for the, the, the ATVs as a whole, like how much more can we push it? Where are you personally at? How do you feel like you are at your ceiling speed or do you feel like you have more that you can get out there? I definitely think I have more to give. Mm -hmm. Uh, I hopefully have some things in the works for next year to get me to where I want to be. Um, this year, I'm I'm not going to beat around the bush. I haven't been putting in as much work as when I was number eight, becoming number six. Um, I think some of the finishes really got me down uh, at the beginning of this year, and I lost a lot of motivation. And uh, I, feel I think coming into these last four and actually getting hurt 
was like a eye opener for me. It's like, hey, you need to either go all in or you got to be done because this is what's happening. Like, and this whole wreck last weekend kind of was like another wake up call. Like, hey, you're doing everything right, but shit's still gonna happen if you're not on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, it was just like that first wreck was the wake up call. Like, get your shit and let's get to work because I'm not ready to be done. I think I still have more to give. Right. Right. And you usually take something like that maybe to to try like, because I don't know how many times I like me personally, I mean, I don't do it as a pro or anything. It's like riding. I'm like, man, I don't know. Do I really want to race anymore or ride anymore? And then I take like a couple weeks off and then I see something like, oh, no, I still want to keep doing this. And I'm sure, you know, with Mr. Fowler, uh, was it seven time champion, six time champion, seven time champion, something like that. <laughs> something like that. When you're going up against that every year, uh, it has to be like, like soul crushing. You know what I mean? Because you know you probably want you probably won a lot of races up until you know you got into the XC1 class, and it's been Mr. Walker Fowler for the last seven years. It's like, how do I beat this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, is I grew up with Walker, so he's actually always been beating me since I was on the youth quad. (laughs) So I've been trying to figure it out for (laughs) a long time, (laughs) 20 years. I'm 29 now and he's 30. So (laughs) I've, I've beat him straight up. I have counted and I don't let him forget about it. I've beat him straight up three times without (laughs) him breaking. So that's, that's, that's a rough, that's a, that's a rough, uh, uh, a rough life because like me like like i so well the quad i've been abc you know all the way up to a class and then dirt bike i restarted over and i was doing good in c class and then i moved to b class and i'm like i'm never winning a b class <laughs> moto ever By ever b class moto you mean a class right right whatever you know but like i'm like well i'm never getting a trophy ever again like <laughs> this is the end of it oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I completely understand that. <laughs> so it's like I understand where you're coming from, like trying to find that extra motivation or drive, and and because you know if you're not, if you don't kind of see there like a reward from it, it's like why do I keep doing this? You know what I yeah. mean? Over and over. Again. Yeah, and you learn it's it's crazy when you get into that pro class. I mean, you always you come off of a high coming from pro am thing like you're normally top three or four moving up to pro and you're like you're battling for eighth it's super hard to be motivated knowing holy crap i'm riding as hard as i can and i'm battling with some of the best guys in the world and i'm getting eighth place Mm -hmm. yeah like that's hard to stay motivated in the week and over all the years you do realize like, Hey, you're still eighth. Like that's pretty freaking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like you tell your buddies and you're like, Oh, you got eighth again. Oh, that's, that's good. Good job, man. And it like, nobody actually knows like <laughs> the first the two are on a de- different, <laughs> right. Your first two are on a different planet and you're pretty much getting like fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no exactly. I mean, and at that point in time like eighth like 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 Doug, I think you just said like yeah, you're the eighth best ATV rider in the world right now. I mean, that's that yes, right. that is a 
hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. Because I mean, just these you guys are like so we can relate to like what you're saying, but in a much you know smaller, uh, smaller, lower, slower pace. Pace. Because <laughs> <laughs> like like kind of what I think of is like you know going from a a local series where I felt like I was you know pretty quick and able to keep up with with a lot of the fast guys and then what i noticed was when even going into like a gncc b class like for me <clears throat> like once you pass somebody <clears throat> excuse me once you pass somebody it's like you they don't go anywhere they're right there the whole time no. you know what i mean because like at a local it was always like all right i passed this guy he's gonna quit i can let off for a minute but like i'm sure it's even that a thousand times more amplified for you guys like first of all i don't even know how you guys make passes going the speeds you're going yeah. and then second of all like how you guys maintain what you guys do the the speed and the intensity throughout the two hours yeah and uh i'll tell you somebody that's really good at that he's getting older but chris borge i've been battling with him a lot this year and just when I make a pass on him or if he lets me by, he is the absolute best at following. So <laughs> he made a career out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He can, you know, make his lap time probably three minutes faster by just letting you by and following you rather than him trying to stay out front and you push him. So it's, it's almost scary. And it, you know, it's bit me in the butt one or two rounds where I let him stay right behind me and he gets me on the last lap, like a classic Chris Borge move <laughs> on the last lap. So um, there's definitely, you, you learn the guys that you're racing against though, obviously um, in the pro class, cause it's been about the same people. And even when Jay Shad moves back up, we all raced against them before. So it's not going to be anything we don't know. Um, he just is in pro am right now <laughs> um, and killing it. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he he's he's still got it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely got, and it, he has a good riding. Like he has a sit down riding style. He is taller, but uh, he has a very relaxed and low effort riding style and it's just more of smoothness and i'm i wish i had his type of riding style but i'm like that aggressive uh get over the bars and let's let's go as fast as we can and look as fast as we can <laughs> and smooth he looked he looked smooth at snowshoe that's for sure yeah that was I, that I, was all very impressive i thought he was gonna pull it off i really <laughs> thought he was gonna pull it off the win that is uh it was it was pretty close yeah, it was very close, and I didn't sadly go over to the finish line because it was too far of a walk. Yeah, that, was, that might have been a long walk for you going over there. Yeah. Just going from – I pretty much – I think I saw you guys at at that uh, – the hill down by the pro, pro pits. Yeah. But after the first or second lap, I, I just stayed in the pro pits for the rest of the race and kind of <laughs> watched the hill and – all that from there because i was about done after that oh i'm I don't sure blame you. i'm sure i that. was about done after that too <laughs> <laughs> we we found our way down into the uh uh down into the track uh pulling bikes up through yeah so oh that's a good time that's always fun you got to do it yeah. oh my foot only got ran over like eight times 
<laughs> I really wanted to go down to Howard's Hole. I think that's what it is. Because uh, we, me and my girlfriend went down there last year for the dirt bike race, and there was absolutely nobody down there. Yeah. And it was a, it was a blast pulling Becca Sheets and all them through there. And I wanted to show her uh, what what the ATV guys pull down through there. And <laughs> just watching the videos, I would have been stomped on and drowned in that mud hole. <laughs> I would have went down there injured, so I'm glad I didn't. Oh, man, but if, if you'd have went down there, you'd have been looked at like, oh, look, there's Josh Mary. He's a, he like been, a walking, you know, hero coming through the... He would have already had a <laughs> six-pack in his hand and... <laughs> Yeah, you'd have been offered anything and everything down there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Split line mud flea towel too. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you'd you'd uh, had had to have went down with the uh, one of our uh, flea rags. <laughs> I would have brought it. Yeah, would've. yeah. It we wouldn't have made it back home though. That's no, all we we were joking. We said we should have put our address on there so that when the when the cleanup uh, crew came through, they uh, they could send it back. They send it back to us. Yeah, because <laughs> we handed we handed out about a, what two hundred and thirty of them. Something like that. Went down there yeah so that's was, awesome oh yeah it was fun it was fun and one thing we were talking about before you came on the show was there's not many people that like embody the gncc community and family the way that you do and like just talking you talking about going down there as a fan to watch and everything and and going out on the track um during your race that you should have been in to watch um what i think is really cool about you josh is is the way that you kind of like live sleep eat and breathe this stuff whether you're racing or if you know, unfortunately, when you were injured, you're you're uh, you're sidelined, and and you're still uh, so deep involved with it. Well, you guys are bringing a tear to my eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the kind words, though. It's it's been a a very long process, and it's it's my life. Uh, I love it, and uh, just growing up around it. And uh, with Johnny Gallagher being kind of like my mentor, um, he obviously is my role model and he has made it in the GNCC world. And I'm kind of trying to take my footsteps like him and uh, see if I can be in it for the long haul. I don't know about going until his age in the pro (laughs) class, but kudos to him. He did it and uh, very very impressive career knowing that this is his last year in pro. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to be the, the go-to guy, the most involved, uh, the next Johnny Gallagher, to be honest with you guys, it's, that's my goal. And if I can be a part of GNCC racing or ATV racing for the rest of my life, I, I would love that. It's, something for me, my family, my girlfriend, my friends to do on the weekends. And, uh, I don't, I don't see me going anywhere anytime soon. So are you trying to tell us that you're going to be in the booth one day? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I I mean, I know who everybody is, so I probably should be in it. Like I can just tell by a riding style. Right. If it's a mud race, I can tell you who it is and, what place there is so put me in there and i'm sure you're meeting bikes as well <laughs> yeah. uh see i bikes is a little harder for me i was a huge caleb russell fan still am diehard caleb russell fan 
Um, the rest of the guys I know, but I don't know them on a personal level. Level I, I kind of know Stu. I kind of know Ben Kelly just because of Caleb. And uh, Craig was down at the Caleb Russell Ranch uh, this winter. So I got to, like, meet him. And it's it's just like I if I knew them more on a personal level, I feel like I could call their race pretty easily. But yeah. just not knowing their styles and all that, I'm sure it would take me about 10 minutes to figure it out. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But if you're going to last it, as long as Johnny G, there's plenty of time to get to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There'll be a bunch of, right. bunch of new guys coming through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so basically what I think Doug is saying, focus on the 65s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, cruise on a they come up. cruise on yeah. an E50. So I think I got a while till another Russell there is for me to cheer on. Yeah, hey, it'll be here before you know it, man. Oh, I, yeah. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot, yeah, that's awesome. I I don't know if you was listening to the show before, but I I didn't realize how much you you help out in the pits uh i think i said to john penton and you know you're, I, I think i was walking by and i heard like yeah josh is gonna grab and you know, take my quad here and he's gonna put it in a trailer and take this and take that and it's 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 insane uh how much you do yeah and then like brandon we were talking before as well like the uh i think you also helped gabriel nod mm-hmm. um uh before too i mean that's uh a guy from out of the country even <laughs> it's the canadian walker fowler isn't it yeah, yeah it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me and Gabriel are pretty good friends. Uh, hopefully, um, when we go back over to France to race, he'll be coming over so he can translate for us. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man, that that guy must really love racing because he was he he sent us a little message one day on Instagram and told us how much he he uh, paid to get a rear shock uh, sent. Uh, ever and it was just to get just it just to the shipping was like I, i'm gonna say i think it was like 500 to ship it to get it shipped. oh yeah i'm like dude like that's insane don't forget the duty and fee receipt that shows up like two months later the what duties and fees where you oh pay yeah tax on pay it. tax on that oh that they'll send it to you about two weeks later <laughs> yeah so that, that's insane yeah he's he's definitely got a program up there and it's obviously working for him. I don't know what he does during the week, but he must make some good money because <laughs> it's already hard enough, and I can only imagine paying even more for stuff that shouldn't cost more. Right, right. That's what I, I think that's what we told him when he was on the show. I was like, I don't, I don't know how you do it, man. <laughs> it's, it's expensive. Right, right. <laughs> so you mentioned that you're going to France next year. Um, it, we know that you're a fan of any kind of international or one-off race that you can get your hands on. Um, what else do you have in the uh, in the plans for for the near future? Um, I don't know exactly yet. Trying to get all my eggs into my basket, and uh, I think next year I'm definitely gonna lay off like the the local races a little bit more i think i'm gonna definitely try to hone into the practicing at the local track or something like that with walker or cole and uh try to gain more speed rather than getting a bike prep you know two three days before i have to go to a a local race and i think that's truly hurting me and 
my program. Um, I'm just trying to really like Walker Fowler go fast 13 times a year. So <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the action off-road camp. I don't care where it is or what day it's on. I'm, I'll be there. And if the Heartland Challenge is going on, um, as long as my two teammates and action off-road wants me to be there and GBC wants me to be there, I will be there. Um, other than that, I don't have really anything spectacular going on. There, I do have a chance to go out west after Ironman. Um, so did you get for, an invite for that, for the Havoc? I, I didn't get the invite for the special $10,000 purse race <laughs> um, that I know of. I was literally – so I was with uh, Corey Ellis and BC – which are pretty much putting it on mm-hmm. um, or help putting it on. Um, and they said I could go, but I don't know if that was like my invitation or <laughs> what. Um, but it sounds pretty cool. And it sounds like Vegas is, they're going to have a whole big party in Vegas. But really, I would just go out for that prim race again and uh, try to beat the guys that beat me last year, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see if I make it out there. It's, it's a haul and just getting the quad set up is going to be difficult for me this year. I don't, I'm actually selling a quad at Ironman. Um, so I don't know if I will have the bike ready, the, my other bikes ready to go for the race and really be a game time decision because really I want to do good for the first round. And if I send a bike out there, I'm already down a quad taking to Florida. So um, it's all give and take. And I know I'm trying to make memories and do these one-off races that I love to do because that's just the 13 rounds of GNCC are getting old because I've raced them so many times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But I really want to put in the, the work for this this next year coming up and right. uh, put try to do all, all in year and see what I can actually do with these guys. No, that's awesome. That's exciting. Uh, really exciting for sure. And then, you know, I, you know, you talked about like the one-off races. I know those, I know those pull you because uh, not very many, there's not a, a lot of athletes in the world that get the opportunity to represent their country. Right. And you've had that opportunity and that's a cool thing to hang your hat on. Yeah, it's very cool, and uh, just the just to be picked to go over there. I mean, I was I was literally I went over to Chad Wien's house for a week, and he trained me a little bit, and it was a call out of the blue. I was actually coming home from a vacation. He's like, "Hey, you know how you told me you wanted to come train with me?" He's like, "Come stay with me for a week. You don't have to pay for anything. Just bring all your stuff and." Uh, just come ride. So I rode with him for a week and then I, I knew like a few months later, it was like getting around that time where they announce or they're going to start going over to PDV. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was sitting in my chair playing Xbox and about 10 o'clock <laughs> rolls around and I get, I'm getting a phone call from Chad Wiener and he's <laughs> like, Hey, you want to, go overseas and race PDV with uh, Patrick and Paulo. And I've never met Patrick and Paulo, but they're <laughs> my 
Italian teammates. And uh, I was like, yes. He's like, well, don't, don't like just jump into it. Uh, he's like, check with work, make sure you can go and make sure you can get your, um, what is it? Passport. And I expedited my passport the next day. And I told my boss at my car dealership that I was working for at the time, I said, I'm going to be gone these days. And if it's not okay, I'm, I'm going to quit. <laughs> so, I was going no matter what. And that's how much I love those one-off races. And I actually got to do it for two years. Yeah. Sadly didn't get any good finishes out of it, but it was something for me to like look forward to and try to get back to. So, and I told myself the second year, I'm not going over there unless I have a quad that I know right. is gonna is gonna be the best on the line. Right. So, I, that's what I'm I'm planning on right now. That's my goal for next year. My one uh, one off race is hopefully getting a quad in a team from over here, a G, possibly GNCC team. Um, a dream team together to go over and represent the USA. Yeah, that's awesome. That would be awesome. That would be really awesome for sure. So, hey, we actually have a listener question on the live feed. Um, Isaac uh, Hart, he wants to, uh, in kind of more or less words, uh, wants to know about running through, like, from a pro's perspective, what is the best way to approach, like, a ruddy situation? Um, he wants to know, like, how how do you look at it from a top-level uh, rider's perspective? So there's a couple of different ways you can look at this um, a ruddy situation, either if it's a, a dry rut or a wet rut. Um, it's watching Bryson and watching Walker on dry ruts, they're actually – skimming the trees and getting out of the rut and trying to pretty much ride on top of it. Mm -hmm. So watching that, like if it's deep enough, they won't ride in the rut and they'll try to straddle it and still go as fast as people riding in it because it's smooth. If it's a muddier rut and it's slick out, those are the easiest ruts I truly think out there because the bike is going to follow the rut. So as long as you're pointed in the direction of the rut, your front end is, you can literally just hold it as fast as you could go, like wide open if you wanted to. Um, it depends on how muddy and slippery your bike is and you holding on to it. But I think that is the, the key is just making sure that front end's going to stick in there and getting your weight a little bit more forward so the front end can't pop out and just holding it to the speed where you think you should be going. Um, the, the ruddy dry area, I try to do what I'm, that's what I've been kind of working on after watching what Walker and Bryson have been doing is straddling a little bit more. Cause we all know you should straddle the ruts if they're getting too deep, but these guys are straddling ruts just for the smoothness yeah. of on top of the ruts. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, I hope I answered the, I, the hey, right question. I, I was taking notes as well, but honestly, you know, when you talk about those dry ruts, that that's, 
that's where it seems like it could start to get sketchy. <laughs> yeah, and that's where it is sketchy because if you watch, I mean, even on racer TV, these guys are coming in, an inch from the tree on the left and the tree on the right just so they don't have to go into the the roots and the rocks and the ruts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's it's not anything that none of us don't know. It's just that risk factor goes way up when you're when you have a rut that you can sit perfectly in rather than getting out of it and getting too close <laughs> to that tree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, it's it's so cool to watch you guys and then like to be able to pick your brain on that. Uh, Isaac uh, Hart said he appreciated the info and thought that was a great answer. Um, um, man, Josh, we appreciate you being on the show tonight. It's it's cool to to, to be able to have you on all the time. Uh, oh, not all the time, but I mean, you've <laughs> came on a lot and we really appreciate it. And we needed you, we need you to come in and uh, come in and sit in the studio sometime. I think you'd be great at it. It'd be cool. Hot seat. I could do that. You guys just let me know, and we'll try to get a date together. Uh, where are you guys at? So we are about 30 minutes south of High Point. Yeah. So okay. in, so, it's in about, Br- uh, so Bridgeport, West Virginia. It's about a three-and-a-half-hour drive then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe, Not, maybe we could. Where are you at, Josh? You're in Ohio, right? Ak- Akron, Akron, Ohio. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. You're not too bad. You're not too bad. Yeah. Close to my hometown. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Doug over here, he drove five hours today to be in studio. So like I feel Woo. pretty I feel pretty special. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll make it out there and that's like some of the stuff that I like to do. It's just yeah. I'll make a trip out of it somehow. Well, I mean, and, maybe uh, if you're if you're heading to Mount Morris next year and if you come in a day early or something, we'll we can maybe you know, talk something like that. Special edition split. Special right? yeah. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. That'd be cool. So yeah. figure something Let's out. It make it easy on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I appreciate letting you guys letting me on, and uh, I'm glad I was your first pro, and hopefully your most recent. I'm always gonna have some juicy gossip or <laughs> uh, something to talk about. So you guys just hit me up whenever you guys need somebody, and uh, I'll have some facts. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We're always gonna brag about the fact that you were yep. you were the first pro to uh, to come on our janky radio show. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys have me. <laughs> all, right. all right, man. Well, you have a good evening. Oh, one last question. With the body feeling, you know, a little iffy, would you pick yourself in split line fantasy? Where would I put myself? Nope. Would, would you pick yourself for your team? We got some people out there taking notes. So, you know. Oh, for my for what, your fantasy. Is it top five or what? So. The way our fantasy works is is everybody in the top twenty has a handicap. So yep. and you pick three riders from from the from, well from real. You can pick outside the top twenty. Anybody outside the top twenty is an automatic twenty two handicap. So but you got to okay. pick three riders. Um, you actually have been a pretty high selected rider all throughout the year. So, so you've been on a lot yeah, of people's yeah, yeah you've been on a lot of people's teams throughout the year consistently. Well, okay, my top three. <laughs> this is gonna be tough. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with my boy B Neal for number one. Okay. Um, it's I actually called him and texted him the other day trying to get it 
get a little ride session with him. He's putting in that work and he didn't want me to come out. So <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that means he's, he's focused. And he, I told him, Hey, I completely understand. He, no, no hard feelings. He reminds uh, me of like a, a Stu and Ricky kind of style from motocross. Like don't ride with me. Don't talk to me. Don't don't. Well, I'm in my groove. Just, just, you know, like I'm doing my own thing over yeah. here. Well, he's almost yeah. And I completely understand that. Like, that that's how some people are built and seeing him and knowing him for this long. I, I am like, yo, no hard feelings. I completely <laughs> <Yeah>. understand. <laughs> like I would just be getting in your way. I'm just trying to learn something before <laughs> the season starts back up. Yeah. But riding with Walker, you know, the last couple weeks and, uh, I definitely putting him as my number two. Uh, I think it's his, I think it's Bryson's race to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has the speed and the the strength to win it, but it, one mistake, Walker Fowler is going to be right there and he's going to win. So he'll be my number two. Number three is going to be hard. <laughs> uh, while I was listening to you guys talk to Craig, uh, I was looking at our overall and compared to their overall, it looks like other than bryson the top four haven't missed a finish yet other than bryson the last race Mm -hmm. um so i am gonna guess for third place john galata jr for sure um it's it's definitely a toss-up between him and hunter and cole um Devin also. I, <laughs> you start I thinking about it, you're like, really heard, <laughs> Don't forget the sneaky I haven't really snake. Heard he sneaks in there from too. Devin. Yeah. So he could be putting this as another sneaky summer break session in, mm-hmm. and <laughs> like he did last year, and that's how he gained all this speed. But um, Junior, with that speed at Heartland, and I know he's been uh, working out and riding a little bit. He had that. Hawaii vacation, so I know he's relaxed. Um, <laughs> he's going to be coming in really, uh, really strong these last four, and I think they cater more to his riding style, also. Yeah. Um, just with the last four, especially with the with Iron Man, he has so much raw speed um, at that track. He's he ran with Walker the one year, um, and they come together and he wrecked. So, other than that, he, I think he's definitely going to do good at the last four, and that will be my third pick. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw one little monkey wrench in your picks, and okay. here it is. So, so the way that you play this, the the our fantasy game is everybody has um, a handicap. And yep. these guys that are barely finishing in the top 20 that uh, uh, should either not be in the top 20 or just barely be in there are the guys that end up scoring the most points. Okay. So so I'm going to go with James Galata. Then. Th- he has been a huge point scorer <laughs> in, in, yeah. in, the, in the fantasy. And uh, like somebody like a uh, Dalton Keys. Dalton Keys has been huge as well. So we, we make it to where you have to pick one top five guy and then two other guys wherever. 
So it's okay. kind of fun because because it's not always like the Bryson and Walker getting the picks. Um, it's like yeah, um, they have like negative handicaps, don't they? We I think they For both sure. have, yeah they yeah. both have a negative one handicap right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so definitely uh, James Galata. Uh-huh. I'm going to have to say – I'm going to say a, possibly a Brandon Owens. Yeah. Ooh, see, uh-huh. that's a, that's that's a good a pick one. as well. That's a good pick as well. <laughs> he, he is 16th overall right now, and he should be at least in the top eight. Right. So – so you, I feel like that's a lot of points. You're going to have to play next year because that's a solid team. I think you do well, and you probably get addicted to the game. So, <laughs> I I, wa- I see you guys post it every week. I just I literally I don't know if it's because I would just pick myself every week <laughs> is why I don't play, and, or it makes me feel weird not picking myself <laughs> right? every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish we could make we can make rules where you can't pick the same rider every week because that would make it fun. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, like no back to back. Yeah, no back to back riders that way. Then, then you'd only then you'd only be allowed to pick Every yourself like once a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, I definitely think those guys are going to be fast also. Oh, yeah, for sure. This. For sure, for sure, it makes it fun. It makes it a little bit extra, a little bit extra on the line when people are watching for the uh, for those guys in the top twenty. So. <laughs> definitely so all right josh man we appreciate your time tonight and uh we'll meet up with you and do that uh t-shirt jersey exchange uh here at the next couple rounds when we see you right keep all right sounds good coming too yeah Yeah. yes absolutely for those of you that don't know uh make sure you follow josh on all the social media and youtube he's uh been pumping out the awesome youtube videos uh lately especially those claw quad cleaning uh videos yeah that's a tiktok (laughs) yeah those are tiktok videos too my tiktoks blow up when i clean quads every every other pro cleaning a quad on tiktok man you're gonna have to teach us you're gonna have to teach us the tiktok ways like we like i i don't understand how to get the followers you you guys are quads and dance man it's it's literally you're it's kind of crazy like people think so far into it and make this cool like almost a youtube cinematic video but literally it's the most simplest things that go viral okay i literally put a video of me grooving my tire i did three lugs <laughs> and i literally took a breath during one of those lugs and people were like oh my gosh did you hear a moan <laughs> i got I got Wait, what side of point. what side of TikTok are you on? <laughs> right, TikTok that's what I'm dark. saying. I got 6.9 million views in what? like 40,000 likes. Tires? <laughs> like, I was, I took a breath. I didn't even like. I don't understand where they come up with this stuff, but it's so funny. And okay. like, I take it as a not as serious social media, so I kind of talk trash <laughs> to the people that. Uh, talk to me so pretty funny well, we're, uh, we're gonna put doug on the bear and do a tiktok video right after this so oh, just kidding that was a instagram reel oh okay, okay. instagram My reel. tiktok reel of the same thing got forty two thousand oh. views oh not you yeah. know not, not no, no big deal yeah. no yeah. big deal <laughs> Doug, yeah. Doug's, Doug's going on the bear right after the show, and we're going to make a video. And he's it. got a moan. It's, it's so easy. It's so weird. It's the simplest things that get the the views, and 
it's also like the longer <laughs> videos get views, which is weird. Not, not order. Oh, okay. It's dying right now. <laughs> nice. I don't think Josh heard me, but. <laughs> What did he say? I, I said uh, he was saying that Doug, Doug needed to get on the bear. I said, yeah, but he's got a moan to, to get the views. <laughs> yep, that will work. You'll get some some guys on there be like, did you guys hear a moan? What a loser. I'm, I'm all right with that. <laughs> all right, Josh, before this goes any more sideways, we'll let you go, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate your time tonight, and uh, we'll, we'll see you at the races, man. All right, see you guys. All right, later, buddy. Thanks, man. Bye. (laughs) Josh Merritt, guys. Josh Merritt. One of the coolest guys in sport, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, super cool guy. Love having him on. Um, Always just such a fluid conversation. Just Mm -hmm. just like hanging out with a dude. The knowledge. I like the the knowledge. The knowledge, the passion of the sport. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And uh, uh, we're gonna. He's gonna teach us how to make some TikTok videos. (laughs) (laughs) I know nothing about TikTok. Listen, my wife will. Scan through the. I don't even get on. I don't even know how to get on TikTok. <laughs> this guy sends me stuff all the time. I'm like, what is? What are you on TikTok? TikTok all the time. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, man, it's been a good show. It's already yeah, it's ten thirty. We didn't right. get picks for this weekend. We didn't do anything. Well, look, we're gonna do that now. All Let's right. do that now. Uh, first, uh, there's been a couple comments. I want to make sure we get to all you guys. Appreciate you guys commenting on the show. Um, uh, Bradley Smith, uh, want to talk about um, uh, the Weekend Warriors, man. We love Weekend Warriors. Mm-hmm. We know you are a oh, huge advocate for Weekend Warriors. We have people like uh, Devin Masters, um, one of like. That dude right there is, I think, the a poster child of a weekend warrior that just puts his heart and soul into it. Uh, love having him on the show all the time. Guys like him. We've talked to a lot of guys like him um, that uh, um, our, our team, our split line team for the Nine Hours of Havoc was like – Full on four weekend warriors, and uh, uh, that's what we are. So, like, you know, man, it's it's cool. It's also cool getting the pros' perspectives too. But uh, uh, we will always continue to support the weekend warriors on both um, on both ATVs and dirt bike side. Like Brendan Poling, we had him in a couple weeks ago. Now I know that he's running XC two. I'm sorry, XC three. He was running XC two last year. But uh, that dude right there, like, like I mean, he is eat slept in his van just to be able to pursue this dream um you know and and the dude has got a lot of heart and talent as as well like uh uh doug you're you're a weekend warrior yourself uh not so much a warrior i ride around in vet clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh running two series plus whatever nationals i can get to right yeah not many weekends off in between no February and november no racing can get can get kind of out of control sometimes it sure can you told me between what was it february and november you have uh what something like three weekends off in here. <laughs> that's, that's insane that's between, wild like me racing and then going to every like if i'm not at a racetrack on the weekend i get like twitchy and like i i don't know i i just have to be there (laughs) and it's uh a lot of even last year when i when i had my big get off and and broke myself i was still i'd go out to the ixcr and try to help uh brandon carter which Mm -hmm. is one arm because this one was all laid up (laughs) yeah i I still had to be there oh yeah like 
it's just in my blood. Oh yeah, it's once you once you do it, and and if you know anybody out there that hasn't raced and is thinking about it, I'm just telling you now, guys, it's it's like a drug. It's probably worse than crack itself because uh, once you start it, oh, yeah. you can't stop. No matter no matter how much it costs or no matter how much it beats you up or breaks you. You'll be like, oh, I'll never get it back on that thing again. And as <laughs> soon as you can, you're back on. Yep. And it's it's just the way it is. And it's the way it's been for me. You know what I mean? Uh, and I know, even though he doesn't – I give him a hard time for not riding all the time. But I, I know it, 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 it. he's chopping at the bit. He's chopping at the bit so hard not to – It felt good. It felt good a yeah. couple of weeks ago to get uh-huh. out there and rip it around and, you know – Put it to Devin, you know. Yeah, yeah. Put get, it to Devin for imagine how good ten seconds would feel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we talked about this. Yeah. We're uh, we'll, we'll talk to you after the buddy, show. Buddy race? No. Why not? Something coming up. I'm slow. Huh? I'm slow. He's fast. So he can keep up with Devin. Who cares? He can keep up with Devin. Devin can keep up with you know. We already yeah, we, we already, already went over all. We already yeah. went over all this. He's as fast as Walker. Hunter, Hunter, Walker, Walker practicing. Yeah. Walker, practice Walker. Hunter, Hunter already told you no. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about Walker. We weren't talking. I think he about... laughed a little. When he, he, did. Said no. he did. He did. He did. He did. I didn't want. I didn't want to uh, ask Josh because I felt like he'd have said the same thing. But <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about practice Walker. Yeah. yeah. Not race Walker. <laughs> you mean getting on his boots and everything, or? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, if we started a race, and Walker, if we started. A GNCC race, and Walker and I were on the same line. Walker could be getting dressed. That's what I'm saying. No, no, run no. to his bike. No. Okay, I need I need no gear. No gear on Walker. I need the tires off and no gas in the tank. Do you okay. think I have a chance? No. In one lap or a whole race? One lap. I I think I could do one lap. No. Come on. No. I could beat Art's him in one quick. lap. Huh? Are you talking Walker has to put it on, or does he still have Mark on his side? As I say. No, no Mark. <laughs> no Mark? No Mark. <laughs> I'll give you a half a lap before it catches it. Especially if it's out of GNCC, because that guy is crazy fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody knows that I'm joking, yes. obviously. Don't don't beat him up. Don't beat me up too he bad. He knows he's slow. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you want to... like be outside of the event. Drive the hauler in, unload the hauler, get, the ready, get ready, and then I might beat him in a lap. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, we don't picks? Let's do picks. Let's do picks. We won't do- put Doug on the hot seat first. We'll let him think about his We're not, Brandon, are we going to do a – we need to do a um, a fantasy show this week. Maybe. Maybe. We need, <laughs> we need to do a fantasy show this week. You guys need to get your fantasy picks in. Get them Hard, in. Hardly anybody has their fantasy picks in. Uh, it's too yet. soon. And I, I know everybody soon. waits till the last second, but get your picks in because it drives me crazy. <laughs> he, he starts stressing out, guys. He's like, I do. He's like, Every, nobody, nobody's putting them in. Nobody's putting them in. I'm like, dude, relax. It's Every week Friday I do the same thing. It's only and Friday I'm not, at noon. I'm not even. 11.59, everybody sent them in at once. <laughs> Friday, 11.59. You're exactly right. Here's the thing is like, I'm also the one, like, I'll put my picks in like two hours before the race. <laughs> but then like, like throughout the week, I'm like, why is nobody putting their picks in? <laughs> It's because you guys are learning the game, and you're getting a little strategy behind you, and you're figuring out who your team's going to be. I understand. You want to know my it still strategy? drives me crazy, though. You want to know my strategy? What? I just just pick three guys. Throw a dart at the wall? Is yeah. that what's, just, what's that? Just, <laughs> what's, just, just, just throw three fingers up, and that's what I, and that's what I come up with. <laughs> 
that kind of goes along the same story as like the brick side that I was getting ready to tell you. Isaac wants to know how to join fantasy. Isaac, this is great. So it's a super high tech thing at the moment. What you need to do is you need to look at our Instagram page or our Facebook and it will show the, we have a post that shows the handicaps and it will state the rules on there. You need to pick three ATV riders, three dirt bike riders. One rider of each ATV and dirt bike has to be in the top five. The other two can be anywhere. They don't even have to be in the top 20. They don't have to be a pro. They can be a B class rider. Can be a B class rider. But if they finish in the top 20, they will score points based off their handicap outside the hand outside the top 20 is an automatic 22 handicap inside the top 20 you can see their handicaps listed out right there Mm -hmm. and the handicaps are pretty simple wherever they finish like let's say a guy finishes in fifth place and he has a three handicap that means he will get points for fifth second place fourth third second (laughs) see that's that Brandon that doing the this. Three fingers, it's that, baby. The three fingers thing. <laughs> That's the part that confuses me. I'm always like, I'm gonna say, <clears throat> like I should have this many points, and then you put out the results, and I'm like, why do I have so many points? <laughs> <laughs> Here's where it gets awesome. Did you know this, Doug? Probably not. <laughs> if a rider finish, if a rider finish, let's say a rider finishes third place, and he has five handicaps, right? Okay, so. He only needed two handicaps to get to first place, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then the other three handicaps, he gets two, two points, points for each handicap. So, it's six so that's points. six extra points. So you're saying I should be picking like Jay and Wyatt for Saturday yeah. all the time? There yeah. you go. Uh, yeah, they have to finish in the top 20. See, that's yeah. a thing. Jay and if, Wyatt are going to finish in the top 20. Oh, I thought you said like one person. I thought you were like <laughs> Jay and Wyatt. I was like, I don't know who that is. Who's Jay Wyatt? Yeah, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. So that's how you play. Oh, and then to enter your team, <laughs> that's what you the most important part, to enter your team, all you got to do is send those six riders to our Instagram. Yeah. Send them in a message to our Instagram. I will do everything else. Brandon and I, we will put them in the uh, the computer system that we have running for it, and then we will uh, accumulate points, and we will post the scores the next week. What's the prize this weekend? <laughs> Are we doing a Sunstar sure. giveaway? I mean, I think we Sun have some. Sunstar chain and sprocket. There we go. Winner. That's the prize. The winner. Winner gets a Sun. Of both free. ATV and bikes. Yep. Yep. I, I, exactly right. And... Uh, um, Another thing we need to give away. We'll be giving away other things. We'll be giving away. We're going to give away everything. Hmm. We'll figure it out. I mean, your underwear? I mean, what else are you going to give up? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll give away my underwear. <laughs> so, no, uh, but Do that's how you join. Just, just, huh? Do we get bi weeks? No, no. I can't uh, figure that out. That's a lot of figuring. Because if everybody wants to drop their lowest score, then I have to go back and figure it out. No, we ain't dropping nothing. That would be the only <laughs> week when you're giving away your underwear that I actually. I see. I see. So yeah, just send us your team um, in in Instagram Messenger or Facebook Messenger, and then just say like, hey, this is for um, round eleven. Is it eleven? Round eleven. GNCC Fantasy. Uh, Here's my three bike riders. Here's my three ATV riders, and that's it. That's all you got to do. Next year, there'll be a website. Yes. Hopefully, we've been talking it up. We talked. We've been talking it up. Hopefully, we can back our words up and do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, for right now, Brandon, let's go ahead and pick our winners 
the winners and and are close and close losers. Yeah. For uh, the weekend at the uh, let's go bikes. GNC. Let's go bikes. Let's go bikes. Let's go bikes. All right. So I'll go ahead and start. I'll let Doug. We'll, we'll go around the table here. We'll give Doug some time to think about his over okay. there. Don't want to put been him. Been thinking about it for the five hour ride here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's like, come on, come on, come on. No. Um, yeah. All right. Ex- we get exit song. Yeah. Good. Good exit song. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. See, since um, Strang's out, mm-hmm. Bollinger's out, mm-hmm. sounds like Kelly's going to be out. Mm-hmm. So, sounds to me like there's going to be a lot of high scoring points for fantasy, but that's um, neither here nor there. Go ahead. I'm going to go Stu Baylor for the win, Jordan Ashburn second, Craig DeLong third. Okay. That's a good picks. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. Ricky Russell for the win. Okay. I'm going to go Stu Baylor second. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go Craig DeLong third. Okay. You're putting Jordan Ashburn to Diesel off the top steps. Has he even been off the top, top steps all year? He's going to finish. He's going to finish um, fourth. <laughs> I mean, he he, uh, he just has to be consistent to win the championship. They're, they're if that's taxis. if that's the case, he can top five it all the way home, right? Yeah, I mean right? that's his goal. I mean, I'm sure. He, I'm sure. I'm, he has sure, a, that's not his I'm goal. sure he has a race win bonus he'd like to have every week to feed his family. You know what I mean? Championship bonus pays really well too. I'm sure. Doug, what's your picks? I was gonna go. Ashburn's probably gonna take it. The win. Yeah. Okay. The long second. Russell third. Okay. Yeah. The Baylor, I'm telling you. The long and second, I like it. Yeah, I have faith in him, man. I like Craig. Oh, like Craig's Craig a great too. dude, man. Love we, Craig. Uh, we camped by him at Baroque last year, and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. He was such a nice dude to yeah. us the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice guy. Did you guys catch Stu's last Instagram video with the? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That was. I was sending it to every. <laughs> I sent it to you guys on on Instagram too. So I, th- I think, I think I I'm logged out of our Instagram. Oh, I need to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Some, it I thought me, I was fired. It made me change the password. I don't I, know why. I thought I was fired. I changed the password. I'll tell you the yeah. password. It's almost the same as the last password. Is it? Just I don't know different. what the lie. You just, and I just face it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Face it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, TikTok. Geez. It's 1041. It's 1041. We got to go. It's getting, okay. ATVs, go. All right, Doug, you can go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me go back real quick. He's like, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm going to go. Loose. So loose. It's 1041. It's like after dark. Right. Sorry. I'm about loose. <laughs> B-Nail in first. Fowler in second. And I like Glotta in third. Okay. What's your picks? <sighs> Walker. Bryson. Hart. Okay. I like it. That's solid. I like it. <clears throat> I'm going to go... What's your picks, Brandon? TikTok videoing. Adam McGill takes first place again at the oh! Mountaineer. What do you think about that? Hmm? The the Gator back on top? Gator back on top. Two years ago. Two years ago, I called this. He called this two years ago. Two years ago, I called this. What's your picks, Brandon? TikTok videoing. Oh, geez. Adam McGill takes first place again. Yep. So, Sorry. McGill <laughs> takes it with... Fowler... And uh, Devin Feehan. 
So where's B. Neal end up? I'm hoping I'm wrong, but don't. It's, it's, it's don't. The, the Mountaineer don't. is like don't. snowshoe. That's all I'm saying. It's a mini snowshoe. And I don't know. I just don't know. I, I just have a bad feeling. No, I, I, why why did I bring that negative energy right <laughs> right at the end of the show? I mean, we had a great show, no. Doug. We've had a great show. Brandon came in a little late. We've been loosey goosey, having a great time this whole time, and then he's just got to go out like that. Yeah, I, I'm at a loss for words for probably the first time in my life. <laughs> that's that's what I'm here for, guys. That's what I'm here for. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, think about it. I think it's time to do sponsor reads. All right. Is it, it's my turn. You got the music? I don't have the music yet. Oh, my God. You're killing me on this. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. Um, even if you're not live, appreciate the listens. Um, please share this um, if you haven't shared it already. Um, guys, if you want to support us, support our sponsors. Uh, because it wasn't for them. Um, I don't know if we'd be still doing this. I think we would be, but probably at a lot smaller scale still. <laughs> um, so, guys, support these guys. Guts Racing, um, Andy Gregg and them over there, they're awesome. Uh, Guts Guts is the way to go. That's what I run. That's what Coop runs. I don't know what Doug runs, but if he should be oh, running yeah, a Yamaha. Oh, okay. Well, that's getting the guts, though. <laughs> After this last race, now I know why everybody's like, you need a grip or seat. That's right. I kept standing up and I, then it'd get covered in mud. One thing that I, that I, that I forgot to mention, I kind of feel bad for uh, Craig, uh, had been riding 180 miles on that gripper seat. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a little toughy it's on the It's a booty. good thing he probably stands up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike me, I set my butt on the seat. Um, Sunstar Chain and Sprockets. That's he's me. in he's in the house. Oh yeah. The man, the myth, the legend. That's right. Hey, I think you lived up to the expectations. Yep. We'll go with that. We set high <laughs> expectations, didn't we? Yeah. 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 We had yeah. a good dinner tonight. I haven't had dinner yet, guys. You're killing me. We should have brought him some food. I feel yeah. kind of feel yeah. bad. I didn't okay. know what was going on. I'm just along for the ride. I, I'm a busy guy right now. <laughs> it's very busy. Very busy guy. Um, guys, Sun Sartain Sprockets are awesome. Uh, what are they made of, Coop? Case. Hardened steel? Right. That's what they tell me. <laughs> and I think they also make some aluminum too, right? We do. Okay. Aluminum, stainless steel. <laughs> the Z sprocket's pretty sweet. Yeah. So yeah, I like I like the looks of the Z sprocket. Oh yeah. Yeah. It has that I don't know, it has a cool look to it. It's like three dimensional. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So guys go over there and check it out. Uh split line thirty. Split line thirty. For thirty percent off. It's like a daggone sponsorship. Pretty much. Um XC gear guys. Uh, check them out. Uh, Lance over there is awesome. Make a 360. Mm, Hammerhead 360. And you can get them for your quads, too. Yes, sir. In the Mako, right? Yep. Right? Hammerhead's for your mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doug Kirk runs it. Says that it will add two more horsepower <laughs> going down off the hills. All the hearse purse. All the hearse purse. All right. I like it. Seal savers. If you ain't got your seal saving, get them saving now. <laughs> Save them seals. <laughs> Save them. <laughs> 25% off split line? The split line, right? Split line. Capital S, 25% off anything they provide. Seal savers. Palm savers. Brandon's got the new boot savers. The boot savers. Brandon's hands are so baby smooth, it's ridiculous. Look at that. You know why? He looked... He, 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 you know why? His hands feel like he's worked at a desk his entire life. Because I run seal savers, palm savers, baby. 
Now, are those ones, do they cover like the whole palm or is it just like the, the two? It, 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 so it goes over your fingers and it covers like almost half. Okay. Almost half your palm. It's not completely, but it's like right there where you should be, be, be riding that. Yeah. Cause that's, I get those all the time. Blisters on top of blisters right there. Mm -hmm. Lauren has never been happier with yeah. such I mean, baby smooth it palms. Probably, it's probably 50% palm savers. <laughs> 50% haven't been riding very much <laughs> and not been to the gym. So the old iron, uh, you know. Roughs them up. Roughs them up. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a shame. Uh, then, guys, once you get all that bike, oh, get get all that on your bike, go run some Mountain State Hair Scrambles in West Virginia, baby. It's uh, the best series around. Best series around, hands down. That's right. If you want to win, if you want to be on the podium, you need to run this stuff. For sure. And if you want to finish finish races, you definitely got to run Sunstar. Absolutely. Doug, thank you for coming to the studio tonight. Oh, it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot of fun. We do this again. I, oh, yeah. That's I the bet, latest I've stayed up in a long time. I bet you're probably like, this guy's boring and this I show up and make it a lot more, a lot better, right? I mean, Brandon did kind of let us down at the end. <laughs> a little bit. Hey, I just gave you all something <laughs> to think about. That's all. Right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you, Craig DeLong, for coming on. Josh Merritt and uh, Doug Kirk. Kirk Nailed it. Thank you for coming in the studio, <laughs> bud. This has been episode 88. We are out. Peace. Later. <laughs>